0: الله رب العالمين له الحمد الحسن والثناء الجميل وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له يقول الحق وهو يهدي السبيل وأشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه والتابعين لهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين أما بعد إن شاء الله تعالى تليع ودورة العلمية ستارس and inshallah ta'ala we're going to start the dawra ilmiya with the kitab ta'dhim al-ilm written by Sheikh Saleh ibn Abdullah ibn Muhammad al usaymi hafidhahu Allahu tabaarak wa ta'ala wa ra'ah and after we finish that kitab we will go for the kitab manthumah fiqhiyah InshaAllah ta'ala Today we're going to start our dawrah al-ilmiyah with the kitab Ta'azim al-ilm written by Sheikh Salih ibn Abdullah ibn Muhammad al-Usaymi Hafizahullahu tabarak wa ta'ala wa ra'ah The kitab Ta'azim al-ilm, as you all will see it speaks about how to glorify and venerate knowledge If you want to gain knowledge What is it that you need to do? And what is it that you need to stay away from? How should a student of knowledge, how should he carry himself? This book insha'Allah it will discuss and it will tackle that point insha'Allah Questions that many of you ask I want to gain knowledge, where should I start from? What book should I study? What should I not do? Insha'Allah I hope after studying this book your question will be answered. The second kitab that we're going to be doing is um, Al-Qawa'id Al-Fiqhiyya Legal maxims, Principles that if you memorize fiqh will become very easy for you. That the many fiqh issues that you hear about you can bring it back to it inshaAllah ta'ala. And when I come to the kitab I will speak about the virtues and the benefits in studying al-qawaid al-fiqhiyya when I come to that book, inshallah ta'ala. But now we're going to start the kitab ta'adheem al ilm written by Sheikh Saleh ibn Abdullah ibn Muhammad al-Usaymi. And the way that we'll go through it is, on my right, inshallah ta'ala, brother Yasin will be reading the matan in Arabic, and on the left, my brother Adam will be reading it in English. So those of you who understand the English language you can hear the book in English and those of you who know the Arabic language you can hear the book in the Arabic language inshallahu ta'ala This book wasn't translated in time but before the dora finishes inshallah you will get your copy and this book has not been translated before in the English language so you will get it before the dora is over inshallahu ta'ala
1: In the name of Allah, the most merciful, the bestower of mercy. All praises for Allah for as long as there are those who glorify His greatness and for as long as there are learners with desires treading the path to Him. I bear witness that there is no God worthy of worship except Allah alone with no partner. A testimony by which we can escape the net of making a partner with Allah and therefore be incumbent to be saved from the fire of destruction. I bear witness that Muhammad wasallam, is a slave and messenger. His Lord sent him with guidance and the religion of truth to make it manifest over all other religions even if the disbelievers hate it. He conveyed his message and delivered it and rendered his trust and made it plain. Through his propagation the clearest of proofs were set out and through his clarification false notions and arguments were rebutted. He left us the legacy of the straight and clear path and the noble sunnah in which nobody who seeks it can be lost and nobody who takes hold of it can be held back from it. May Allah Allah uh, Allah exalt his his mention and grant him safety and to his family and his companions for as many times as the number of people who learn and the number of people who teach to proceed. Knowledge does not cease to be a great legacy in which people of nobility nobility follow one another, generation after generation. For those who seek out things of high value, there is no other concern but this and no desire for any other goal besides this. How could it not be so, when the happiness of both worlds and the good of both lives are achieved by getting it? It is the honor of everything that exists and the light of every peak and valley. It is the adornment of the greats and the pleasure of those who behold it. Whoever is inclined towards it is blessed. Whoever is inclined toward it is blessed, and whoever carries it around with them has gained a great prize. And whoever acts according to it will be safe. If it were a product that was sold, huge amounts of money would be spent on it. And if it were high up in the sky, the people of nobility would have risen up to it. Out of every marketplace, it is the most profitable, and out of every source of pride, it is the most honorable. Achievements in it are the most noble of achievements, and its resources are the most praiseworthy of resources. Their eternal happiness. The the eternal happy is the one who spurs himself to seek it and encourages the journey of his soul towards it, while the wrecked is the one who turns away from it, or he makes others do so and distances himself from it, or make others do so. His nose is blocked from the fragrance of knowledge, and his neck is sealed with the words, with the words, "This is a this is a slave who is uh, burfed Knowledge enters the heart of every successful one without any dormant or seeking permission permission and the breath of it repairs it due to its failure O oh Allah do not make his record uh, wretched by prohibiting us from it from that which fills a person with happiness and expands his chest and fills it with light is to see creation turning to the sitting of learning and seeking out the straight path the clearest and the most truthful proof of this is the increasing number of lessons and continuous streams of educational seminars a sweetness in the heart of the believers and a wound in the throats of the disbelievers and the hypocrites for the lessons are being carried out and the journeys are ongoing the benefits are th- the benefits, are, uh, the benefits are there for all to see and the people are yearning. The scholars bring out the pearls of knowledge and the students set about arranging them. From the acts of goodness towards this upcoming multitude and the generations to come is to guide them to the, see- to the secret of possessing knowledge which will give them the success to achieve that which they hope for and which will take them to a place of safety out of mercy towards them so that they are not lost in the desert of opinions and the darkness of desires. In implementing this principle, The core message, O believers, is that of revering knowledge. Since the amount of knowledge that a person gains is dependent um, upon the amount that his heart reveres it and honors it. So whoever's heart is filled with the reverence of knowledge and honoring it, the heart is suitable to to, to be a place where knowledge resides. And depending on the extent to which the prestige of knowledge is lacking in the heart, the servant's amount of knowledge will be lacking. And to the extent there are hearts in which there is no knowledge at all. Whoever reveres knowledge, its light will be apparent on him and the messengers of its sciences, and the messengers of its sciences will come to him in delegations. There will be no purpose on his ambitions except receiving it, nor any pleasure for himself except thinking about it. It seems as though Abu Muhammad, a Darimi, may Allah have mercy on him alluded to that, concluding the book of knowledge within his Sunan, which is, uh, which is named Al-Musnad al jami with a chapter about reverence of knowledge. The greatest of help in achieving the reverence of knowledge and venerating it, rever- venerating it is to know the principles of rever- uh, uh, revering it. They are the comprehensive principles, those which establish the greatness of knowledge in the heart. Whoever takes them on board will be one who reveres and honors knowledge. And whoever forsakes them has truly lost himself and obeyed his desires. So we must not blame anyone but himself if he is deficient in it. Your hands, your own hands tied the knot and your own mouth blew on it. And the one who does not honor knowledge, knowledge will not honor him. We will will bring forth Allah willing, a discussion of 20 principles through which knowledge can be revered without going extensively into them. Since the situation cannot accommodate it and going into them to the full extent of every point would need a prolonged amount of time. The intention here is to enlighten and remind since something small which remains and benefits, it, uh, benefits is better than something vast which is delivered and then forgotten. So, take the biggest portion of these principles and you will gain the best portion of the, be- uh, of the beautiful gardens of the science of the sciences and the gardens of knowledge. Stay away from inclining towards the statements of people whose hearts have been veiled and who themselves have become weak. And so they mistakenly believed that these reports are full of exaggeration and burden and, uncon- and convincingly str- unconvincing uh, convincing strictness. For a wall has been placed between the, those people and these principles with a door. Its interior cani- containing mercy, but on the outside of it is torment. These people, do not have their claim, these people do not have their claim the proofs of legislation which would give truth to it, nor events observed which would support it. It is nothing more than the excuse of the weak-minded and the proof of the imponent. What kind of exaggeration and burdening are found in, some, in something which Revelation gives witness to and the early generations took to? Every point among these is proven by an unequivocal ayah or an accepted sunnah or narrations from the best of the generations that passed. So if you... If you trust their veracity, veracity. veracity, and you have internalized their knowledge and the information they contain, then do not let your aspirations be tied up by the sermons of laziness and dwelling. Who dwell, who dwell into these things, proclaiming these are how the early generations of this ummah and the best of mankind can to be. So where is the sand in comparison to the stars? Rather, the one who raises himself to mirror, their standards will achieve it resemble them even if you are not like them for indeed resembling the noble one is itself success So let your hearts bear witness that these principles and reflect up, uh, to these principles and reflect upon what is tra- transmitted about them and what you understand from them and Extract from them the uh, their literal evidences and what is understood from them for words are the di- uh, disp- dip- uh, Depot stories of meanings
2: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى وسلم على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين قال الشيخ صالح بن عبد الله بن العصيمي رحمه الله تعالى بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله ما عظهم هو معظم وسار إليه راغب متعلم وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له شهادة نبرأ بها من شرك الأشراك فتوجب لنا النجاة من نار الهلاك وأشهد أن محمد عبده ورسوله ورسله من شرك الإشراك من شرك الإشراك فتوجب لنا النجاة من نار الهلاك وأشهد أن محمدًا عبده ورسوله ورسله ربه بالهدى ودين الحق ليظهره على الدين كله ولو كره المشركون فبلغ رسالته وأداها وأسلم آمنته وأبداها انتصبت بدعوته أظهر الحجج واندفعت ببيناته شبهاته واللجج. <سؤال> فورثنا المحجة البيضاء والسنة الغراء لا يأتي لا فيها ملتبس ولا يرد عنها مقتبس صلى الله عليه وسلم وعلى آله وصحبه عدد من تعلم وعلم أما بعد ذو أثر
0: رحمه الله تعالى شيخ صالح بن عبد الله بن محمد العصيمي he started his كتاب as the scholars always did he started his kitab with the بسم الله he said بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم starting with the بسم when you're writing a letter the scholars, they mentioned there are two evidence. The first evidence is the Prophet used to do that. And the Qur'an started with it. If you look at the Qur'an, Allah starts the surahs of the Qur'an except one, which, one surah. Surah to Tawbah, the Basmalah is not in there. Every other surah in the Qur'an, what does it start with? It starts with Bismillah. So, and the Prophet wasallam whenever he would send a letter... He would write at the top Bismillahir Rahman Rahim. So when you're sending an email, it's ideally good to write at the top, Bismillahir Rahman r-Rahim. The second evidence that they mention is the hadith, which the scholars differ on its authenticity and their strongest opinion is that it's weak. Kullu Amrin ديبان la yubda fihi bi الله فوأبتر Any matter in which the Bismellah is not started with is a what? It's a deficient thing, meaning it hasn't fully been done. If you do not start with the Bismalah in a matter, you have not given it justice. That hadith is weak. So the hadith qliya is weak, like in the hadith firiya, meaning the Prophet's action of starting with Bismillah is what? It's authentic. Number two, he started with Hamdalah. He said Alhamdulillah, Ma'avamahua. The third thing he mentioned is the Shahada bil Wahdaniya. He testified Allah is the only one worthy of worship and that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam is his messenger. And the fourth thing that he did was he sent salutation on who? On the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Salutation is what? Salah. What does salah mean? According to the strongest opinion. Is that Salah means Allah praises the Messenger وسلم, where? High above. And this is the call of Abu Aliyah. Bukhari narrated it in his Sahih and Bukhari narrated it without a chain, but it's authentic. That the word sallallahu when we say it, means Allah praising the Messenger where? High above. عليه الصلاة والسلام. Then the author, rahimahullah, he mentioned that Allah subhanahu wa taala sent Nabiullah Muhammad with two things: Bil Huda wa dini al-haq. Huda means what? Beneficial knowledge. And dini al-haq, what does it mean? Al amal salih. Allah sent Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam with beneficial knowledge and righteous actions. And this is taken from the ayah. Nabi Muhammad, he came with those two. What were the two things that he came with? Beneficial knowledge and righteous actions. And he also mentioned that through the Prophet da'wah, the truth became clear. And the falsehood what? The falsehood perished. Or it was destroyed the falsehood was destroyed to the messenger sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. his da'wah also the author mentions that the prophet sallallahu he left us on a clear cut path a clear path the messenger left us on a clear path it's day sorry it's night it's like day there's no night on this path. It's clear. The Prophet left the companions upon what? Clarity. Abu dharr said, لَقَدْ تُوُفِّيَ He said that the Prophet died and there was no bird that flapped its wing, that flew, except that he told us something about it. I Meaning he taught us everything. عليه وَلِذَلِكَ إِنْ حجت الوداع, What did he say to the people? Did I convey the message to you, O people? He said to them. And they said to him, yes, you did. And then he said, Allahumma oh fashad, O Allah, witness that I've conveyed the message. So he conveyed everything to us, عليه salatu. And he made sure there is no ambiguity. That everything is clear. That you can understand, and then the author said "amma ba'adu" to proceed. The word "amma ba'adu" it's a bedel from the word Mahma yakun min amrin. "Amma ba'du is taking the place of what ma yakun min amrin." Whatever the matter may be, and then the person is moving on to the second point. So whenever you see "amma ba'adu," "amma ba'adu," what does it mean? It means whatever I have said, I am now moving on to something else. The scholars, they differed who was the first person to say it. They differed who was the first one to say, Amma Ba'du. And some of the scholars, they say the first person to say Amma Ba'du was Dawood. Because Allah said in the Quran, واتينا, we gave Dawood Fasl al Khitab. And they said, Fasl al Khitab means he was able to distinguish between things. And what does he do? It distinguishes from the introduction to the book. Because all of this he was saying was the what? It was the introduction. And now the author
2: is going to go into the book. Now. The author الله, says that
0: knowledge was inherited جيلاً جيلاً. generation after generation Nabi Muhammad he took the companions and they took it from him and the they took it from the Sahabas knowledge was inherited one generation come and then ولذلك دفع صلى الله عليه وسلم السنة الحديث الإمام أبو داود نريت في مسندي بسند جيد that تسمعون ويسمع منكم ويسمع من من سمع منكم أو كما قال عليه صل والسلام عليه وسلم that it will be heard from you the way you heard from me and the ones who heard from you heard heard from you would be heard from and it would go on and on and on ولذلك الإمام الشاطبي يسأله إِنْهِ أو إن الش إن الأماني واتو he says بِالْخَيْرَاتِ lana الْقُرآنِ عَذْباً فَمِنْهُم These imams each one came and he passed on to us the Quran and the hadith was also passed on to us a great generation فسنة النبي وحي ثاني عليهما قد أطلق الوحيان وإنما طريقها الرواية فافتقر الراوي إلى الدراية بصحة المروي عن الرسول ليعلم المردود من مقبول لا سيما عند التظاهر الفتن ولبس إفك المحدثين بالسنن فقام عند ذلك الأئمة بخدمة الدين ونصح, ونصح الأمة وبينوا الصحيحها من مفترى حتى صفت نقية كما ترى أئمة كيم أنه باسم الحديث so this knowledge was passed on. So was the etiquettes and the manners passed on. The way that knowledge was given, so was the manners and the etiquettes, they passed it on to each
2: other. Now. Knowledge is
0: what? wujud the best thing to exist for. The best thing to have is knowledge, brothers. It is high place that you want to reach, Allah will reach you through it because of knowledge. Allah raises the people of knowledge high station. They're not like the normal believers. Umar anhu when he came to visit Medina, he, Mecca, sorry, he wanted to come to Mecca. And Umar, عنه, whenever he made a person a governor, he would check if he's doing his job. If he's what? If he's doing his job. So Umar anhu, he came to Mecca and on the way the governor of Mecca came and met Umar on the border of Mecca. So then Umar said to him, if you're here, who did you leave behind with the people of Mecca? And then he said, I left it with one of my freed slaves. And then Umar was taken back. Because the slaves generally, for them, they're not educated, they're not learned. And plus, this is Mecca, this is the hub of Quraysh, this is the hub of the Arabs at that time. So then he told him, how did he take position? And then he said to him, he learned the Qur'an and he knows the inheritance. And then Umar عنه, he said, "Asabta, you did the right way. Why? Because he said, Allah اللَّهَ al-Quran. Allah raises a people through this Qur'an. And another group of people, Allah humiliates them because of this Qur'an. So this man got risen, taken up because of what? Because of knowledge. Because of the knowledge of the Qur'an. And then the Qur'an, it raises the people who hold on to it. And the people who come with it. And anyone who gives importance to knowledge, it will give that person greatness. (laughs)
2: Naam. If knowledge was
0: a merchant, if knowledge was taken to the market, and it was a product that was sold, it would have been the most expensive thing. (laughs) Naam.
2: وصعد في السماء إلى سمت إليه نفوس الكرام هو من المتاجر أربحها وفي المفاخر أشرفها أكرم المآثر مآثره وأحمد الموارد موارده فاستعيد من خص نفسه عليه وحث ركاب روح روحه إليه والشقي من زهد فيه أو زهد وأبعد عنه أو بعد أنفه بأريج العلم مزكوم وختم القفى هذا عبد محروم والعلم يدخل قلب كل موفق من غير بواب ولا استئذان the Shaykh
0: brings a poetry from Imam Ibn Al-Qayyim which is qalba kulli min wa la wa min la Knowledge enters the heart of everybody Knowledge, it's not for a group of people and not for another group of people Everyone can gain knowledge Like guess what can stop a person from gaining knowledge? Because of an evilness inside him. Because of corruption in you, that's what's preventing you from gaining knowledge. Everybody, Allah places and allows knowledge to enter their hearts. And it will enter their hearts if they're a muwafak. Allah wants to give them the ability. Without any security guard or somebody, it just flows into your heart. But then the person, what can prevent him from it is that there are obstacles there, sins. What did he say? About his, when he went to his teacher, Waqir ibn Jarrah al Ru'asi, he said, ila I went to my teacher, Waqir, and I told him about what's happening to my memorization, it's decreasing, it's going less. I'm not able to memorize as much as i used to and then uh, said to him that knowledge is light and if there are sins in your heart and disobedience it
2: can't enter your heart the shaykh is saying
0: one of the things that brings joy is to see the people coming to seek knowledge, sitting down and learning. This is one of the things that brings happiness. And it brings what? Joy. That when people are seeking knowledge, you know why? Because this deen is
2: going to carry on. حلاوة في قلوب المؤمنين وشجا في حلوق الكفرة والمنافقين فالدروس معقودة والركب معكوفة والفوائد شارقة والنفوس تائقة والأشياء ينثلون درر العلم والتلامذة ينظمون عقدة وإن من الإحسان إلى هذه الْجُمُوعِ الصادقة والأجيال الواعده وإرشادها إلى سر قيازة العلم الذي, يظهر يظهر الذي يظفرها بمأمولها ويبلغها مأمنها رحمةً بهم من الضياع في صحراء الآراء والظلماء الأهواء واعمالا لهذا الأصل جمل الحديث, الحديث أيها المؤمنون على تعظيم العلم عن تعظيم العلم فإن حظ العبد من العلم موقوف على حظ قلبه من تعظيمه وإجلاله فمن امتلأ قلبه بتعظيم العلم وإجلاله صلحا يكون محلا الله صلحا يكون محلا
0: يكون محل الله صحيح بما يمكنك أن
2: صالحا يكون محل الله وبقدر نقصانها أيبة العلم في القلب ينقص حظ العبد منه حتى يكون من القلب قلب ليس فيه شيء من العلم فمن عظم العلم لاحت أنواره عليه ووفدت رسول فنونه إليه ولم يكن لِهِمَّتِهِ غَايَةٌ الا تلقيه ولا لنفسه لَذَّةٌ الا الفكر فيه وكان ابا محمد الدارمي الحافظ هذا المعنى فختم كتاب العلم من سننه المسمى بجمع بالمسند الجامع بباب في عظام العلم.
0: one of the things that are required for a person to gain knowledge is to respect knowledge to glorify knowledge to venerate knowledge if you don't even see no value for knowledge, and you don't respect knowledge, and you don't give importance to knowledge, then you're not going to take it. So this book, the whole purpose for it is to show you the value and the station of knowledge. And where did he take this from? Where did the shaykh take this from? To call his book, Ta'zimul Ilm, venerating and glorifying knowledge, he took it from the noble shaykh, Abba Muhammad, al-Darimi. Abu al-Abba Muhammad name is Al-Fadl Bahram, rahimahullah He died in the year 255 hijriya and was born 181. He died 255 Al-Fadl ibn Bahram,
2: rahimahullah,
0: Abdullah ibn Abdul Rahman ibn this term wa'awanu that the Sheikh is using grammatically is incorrect. I'm a and it's incorrect. Morphologically, the Sheikh, this is not correct. The word a'awan, it comes from the, the term a'ana. And a'ana, to make it into ismu tafdeel, a'wan, it either has to come ala al qiyas or it has to be heard from the Arabs. Qiyas means qiyas al the way the ulama al sarf place it. The ulama al sarf do not make a'ana they don't do that so as for the استعمال, the Arabs using it like that would be the only option for the Sheikh and that, him, that is as well the Sheikh when, when, when we asked him he said that he himself hasn't come across anyone who said it from the Arabs so this term is khata he should have said um, for example وَأَشْهَدُ عَوْنٍ مثلاً ashhadu that would have been better. نعم. And this shows us something. Al The only book you will find no mistakes in is whose book? The Qur'an. Every other book you find something in there. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's book is the only one that's meant to not have no mistakes. And no one could do ta'qib of it. And no one can correct it. Naam.
2: وأعون شيء على الوصول إلى عظام العلم وإجلاله معرفة معاقد تعظيمه وهي الأصول الجامعة المحققة لعظمة العلم في القلب لعظمة, لعظمة العلم في القلب فمن أخذ بها كان معظما للعلم مجلا له ومن ضيعها فلنفسه أضاع ولهواه أطاع فلا إلّا أن, إن فترى عنه إلا نفسه يداك أو وفوك نفخ ومن لا يكرم العلم لا يكرمه العلم وسناتي بالقول باذن الله على عشرين معقدا يعظ يعظم بها يعظم بها العلم يعظم بها العلم من غير بسط لمباحث فيها فان المقام لا يحتمل والاثيان على على غايه كل معقد يحتاج الى زمن مديد والمراد هنا التبصره والتذكير وقليل يبقى فينفع خير من كثير يلقى فيرفع فخذ من هذه المعاقد بالنصيب الاكبر تنل الحظ الاوفر من رياض الفنون وحدائق العلوم وإياك والإخلاد إلى مقالة قوم حجبت قلوبهم وضعفت نفوسهم فزعموا أن هذه الأحوال غلغلوب وتنطع وتشدد غير مقنع فقد ضرب بينهم وبينها بسور له باب باطنه فيه الرحمة وظاهره من قبله العذاب فليس مع هؤلاء على دعواهم, على دعواهم من أدلة الشرع ما يصدقها ولا من شواهد الأقدار ما يوثقها وإنما هي عذر البليد وحجة العاج the shaykh
0: the things that he's going to mention examples some people are going to say no that's not possible how can that really be true he's going to be quotes from the salaf actions that the salaf did like for example he's going to bring the story of Khatib al-Baghdadi reading for example Sahih al-Bukhari in three sits the all of Sahih al-Bukhari you're going to be shocked you're going to be like can this really even happen or you hear the salaf finished the Quran twice a day the whole Quran you're going to say no no this is impossible so the sheikh is trying to say that the person when they generally belittle these things is due to what I remember I asked him one time Sheikh Salah Ibn Ibn Abdullah Muhammad Al-Usaymi this issue I said to him sheikh you know a person who uh, the aimer to salaf sometimes it was transmitted from them, they finished the Quran twice and you know I tried it and it, it doesn't seem possible for me and he goes, na'am, if they like you, they won't. Uh, if they like you and you compare yourself to Shafi'i and Abu Hanifa, and, uh, these are uh, i am But if you look at them, who they were, and their iman and their quwwatul yaqin, and their, their na'am. So these things that the shaykh is mentioning, they're not tanattu' and ghulu Extremism and ex- the excessiveness in the salaf when they were doing these things. Rather, this was normal at their time.
2: فكل معقد منها ثابت بايه محكمه او سنه مصدقه او ناث او اثار عن خير القرون الماضية فاذا وثقت بصدقها وعقلت خبرها وخبرها فلا تقعد همتك بخطبة الكسل والتواني تتسلل اليها وهي تجلجل هذه احوال من مضى ومن سلف من سلف الامه وخير الورى فاين الثرى من الثريا بل سمت نفسه الى مقاماتهم من سمت بل من سمت نفسه الى مقامات ادركها فتجبه ان لم تكونوا مثلهم ان التشبه بالكرام فلاح فاشهد قلبك هذه الْمَعَاقِدِ وتدبر وتتدبر ومعقولها واستنبط منظوم منطوقها ومفهومها فالمباني خزائن المعاني
1: no. The first principle purifying the knowledge purifying the vessel of knowledge it is the heart Everything which is sought after has a vessel And certainly the vessel of knowledge is the heart The uncleanliness of the vessel muddies, it's, uh, muddies it and spoils what is in it Knowledge will enter the heart according to its purity If its purity increases, its readiness for knowledge increases The example of knowledge in the heart is like a lamp The cleanness of the glass is what causes its light to spread And if it, con- it is covered with dirt, its light will disappear So whoever wants to possess knowledge, let him adorn his inner self And let him purify his heart from its impurities Knowledge is a delicate jewel And it is not appropriate for anything other than a clean heart The the purity of the heart goes back to two great principles Firstly, purifying it from impurity of false notions Secondly, purifying it from the impurity of desires Since the purification of the heart is of such great importance The Prophet ﷺ commanded it to be done from the very beginning of his call Based on the statement of Allah the exalted in Surah al muddathir the translation of which is, and purify your garment. This is based on the interpretation of those who say that the meaning of garments is the inner self, and it is a good opinion, which has been derived in a sound way. If you are shy, if you are if you are shy that a creed being like you should see your dirty clothes, then be shy of Allah looking at your heart while there is a rancor, affliction, sins and faults in it. Muslim Ibn al Hajjad said, Amr ibn Naqid Narrated to us saying "Kathir ibn Hisham Narrated to us saying "Jafar ibn Burqan Narrated to us From Yazid Al-Asam 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 al, al-, 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 al- asam. Al-asami. As-an. Al-asami. From Abu Huraira That the Prophet said The translation of which is Indeed Allah does not look At your physical forms And your wealth Rather He looks at your hearts And your deeds Beware of the hidden things Within yourself Which whenever they come out about you They break you with humiliation Whoever purifies his heart, knowledge settles within it. And whoever does not get rid of its impurities, knowledge will not bid farewell to him and move on. If you were to look through the circumstances of a group of the students of knowledge, in terms of this principle, you would see an obvious flaw. For how can the reverence of knowledge exist in a person who lets false notions and desires enter his heart morning and evening? A forbidden image image calls to him and a deviant statement kindles his desires. Evil things fill him, as does finding pleasure in forbidden things. In him is molasses and corruption, stubbornness and jealousy, hypocrisy and opposition. How can such people have knowledge? And where do they stand regarding it? And where does it stand regarding them? Sahel Ibn Abdullah, may Allah have mercy on him, said, It is forbidden for the light to enter a heart when it has within it something which Allah, the mighty and majestic, hates.
2: المعقد الأول تطهير وعاء العلم وهو القلب فإن لكل مطلوب وعاء وإن وعاء العلم القلب ووسخ الوعاء يعكره ويغيره ويغير ما فيه وبحسب طهارة القلب يدخله العلم وإذا ازدادت طهارته ازدادت قابليته للعلم ومثل العلم في القلب كنور المصباح ينصفى زجاجه شعت أنواره وإن وإن لطخت الأوساخ كسفت أنواره فَمَنْ أَرَادَ حِيَازَةَ الْعِلْمِ <سؤال> فَلْيُزَيِّنْ <تصفيق> بَاطِنَهُ وَيُطَهِرْ قَلْبَهُ مِنْ نَجَاسَتِهِ فَالْعِلْمُ جَوْهَرٌ لَطِيْفٌ لَا يَصْلُحُ إِلَّا <سؤال> لِلْقَلْبِ النَّظِيمِ The author,
0: rahimahullah, now goes into knowledge. Where does it settle? Where does knowledge go? This is the first chapter. The knowledge goes to the heart. The heart needs to be cleaned. If you want to pour honey into a cup, what do you first have to do? clean the cup. If it happens that you do pour the honey in the cup and there's something bad inside the cup even the honey won't taste pure honey. Will it? Will it taste good? No, it won't. So you have to clean the cup before you try to pour the honey. The honey here is what? Knowledge. And the cup is what? It's your heart. So you need to clean your heart. Clean it from the two types of illnesses that the shaykh is going to mention.
2: There are two illnesses that affect the heart. Doubt and
0: desires. These are the two illnesses that you you need to cure from your heart. If you want to gain knowledge, if you want to understand Allah's religion, this heart has to be clean. From what? Shahawat Desires. Get rid of it. The desires are what? Al Kaba'ir al saghair Major and minor desires. And the Shubuhat are what? Al Kufr bidah, Disbelief and innovation. You need to make sure your heart is cleansed from that. Or else, there's an obstacle from from knowledge entering your heart. There's an obstacle there. It's blocked. That's why you're suffering. For those many years, you've been trying to learn the Quran, or you've been trying to gain knowledge, you couldn't because one of these are in your heart.
2: Then the Shaykh says, The Sheikh
0: here he says, Muhammad Sallallahu when he became a prophet, what was the first command that was given to him? One of the first command one of the early commands that were given to him was with purify your what? The word thiyab has three tafsir. وَثِيَابَكَ There are three tafsir. The first one is thiyaabaka, your garment. That's the one everybody understands from it. The second qawl is وَثِيَابَكَ أي فَطَهِرْ عَمَلَكَ Purify your actions. That's the second qawl. The third qawl is وَثِيَابَكَ فَطَهِرْ It means أي Baatinaka, your qalbaka purify your heart what did he say what does he mean he means there was a woman he loved so he said get rid of the love I have for you in my heart and I'll get rid of the love I have for you in my heart but what did he use he used the word so the Arabs used the word as to mean what the heart then, Nabiullah Muhammad, when he stood up to give da'wah, the first thing he was commanding was clean your heart. Allahu Akbar. Then, before you take this responsibility of calling the people to the deen of Allah, first of all, clean your heart and cleanse it. From what? Shubuhat and Shahawat. Desires and? Like in this command, the mufasirin they say, is really not the Messenger himself. Because prior to that, his heart was cleaned. But is the, as the Arabs say, اِيَّاكَ أَعْمِي وَاسْمَعْ يَا as they say, الْعِبْرَةَ بِعُمُومِ اللَّفْدِ لَا بِخُصُوسِ sabab. Even that, that the Prophet is spoke, being spoken to here is not the one intended. Because his heart is clean and it's cleansed already. It's you and I that's been spoken to here. We're the ones that are being told, clean your heart and purify it. It's like when Allah said in the Quran, يَا أَيُّهَا النَّبِيُّ اتَّقِ the taqwa for the Prophet ﷺ is hasil. He has nubuwa. Are you with me, brothers? Which is a station higher than that. Are we all together? We'll stop now, inshaAllah, for the prayer, inshaAllah,
2: and then we'll carry on after the salah inshaAllah. ta'ala. ولما لطهارة القلب من شأن عظيم أمر بها النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم في أول ما أمر في قوله تعالى في سورة المدثر وثيابك فطهر في قول من يفسر الثياب بالباطن وهو قول حسن له مأخذ صحيح وإذا كنت تستحي من نظر مخلوق مثلك إلى وسخ ثوبك فاستحي من نظر الله إلى قلبك وفيه إحان وبلايا وذنوب وخطايا <تصفيق>
0: <قال> <تصفيق> حفظه الله تعالى إذا from people seeing dirt on your clothes then be shy of Allah seeing the dirt on your heart and this is something very big that you would protect your clothing from impurity, filth and you make sure it's clean and it's white and it's looked after but you are with a heart that is tainted that it's full of filth and evilness who have you given great priority to? Allah or the makhluk? Allah says in the Qur'an, subhanahu wa ta'ala, يَسْتَخْفُونَ مِنَ النَّاسِ وَلَا يَسْتَخْفُونَ مِنَ اللَّهِ وَهُوَ مَعَهُمْ مَا لَا يرضى من القول. They are considerate about the affairs of the people. What will the people say? What will the people do? Uh, I shouldn't do this in front of the people. But when it comes to Allah, He doesn't care. The Messenger said in the hadith, Imam Tabarani narrated in his Mu'jam that they are going to come at the day of judgment, a people who have righteous deeds as big as the mountain of Tahama. Allah is going to make that deed null and void, it's going to destroy it all. So the Sahabas they were shocked. Is it ya Rasulullah? Are those people believers? Are they Muslims? Because the reason why the companions asked that question is because the ones who Allah told us that is going to nullify their deeds is the disbelievers. وقدينا الى ما عملوا من عمل فجعلناه فجعلناه هباء منثورا. لكن المؤمنين Allah said about them: اولئك الذين نتقبل عنهم احسن ما عملوا ونتجاوز عن سيئاتهم في اصحاب الجنه ووعد الصدق الذي كانوا يوعدون. The righteous people, Allah accepts their good deeds. The believers. So the Sahabas, they said, Are these people whose righteous deeds is going to be nullified, are they not Muslims? The Prophet said, Yes, they are Muslims. They pray the way you pray. And they fast the way that you guys fast. They even do Qiyamul Layl. What's the problem? وَلَكِنَّهُمْ إِذَا بِمَحَارِمِ اللَّهِ But when they're by themselves, privately, no one can see them, and they're in a dark room, they do whatever comes to their mind. وَلَكِنَّهُمْ إِذَا بِمَحَارِمِ اللَّهِ When they're by themselves in private, they don't consider that Allah is looking at you. Are you going to make Allah Nadirina إِلَيْكِ The lowest of those who look at you. Are you really going to make the angels write those filthy words that are coming out of your mouth? But you wouldn't say that in front of the respected person in your community. You would not say that in front of your parents. So this is a problem which is that the person is more considerate about their outer appearance and the way they they look from outside but really doesn't work hard on his inner essence, his qalb and his heart. And this goes against what Allah, ta'ala, commanded the messenger
2: وثيابك فطهر نعم قال مسلم الحجاج حدثنا عمرو الناقد الناقد قال حدثنا كثير بن هشام قال حدثنا جعفر بن برقان عن يزيد ان يزيد الاصم عن ابي هريره رضي الله عنه ان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال ان الله لا ينظر الى صوركم واموالكم ولكن ينظر الى قلوبكم واعمالكم
0: الله does big a many hours spend strong they Allah doesn't look, like, look at that Allah doesn't look at your physique What Allah really looks at is Allah looks at your heart and He looks at your actions It's not good to say that my heart is good and you do bad things Because Allah is looking at both of them He's not only looking at what? He's not only looking at your heart What is Allah looking at? He's looking at your actions, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the poet said, wa kullu fihi If what's inside you is really good, then it will show on your limbs. I know this water is not cold because I can see it from the outside. I don't need to put my finger inside. If somebody is good from the outside, I mean, if, if somebody is good from within, it will show on their limbs. It will show on their body parts. They will watch what they say, they will watch what they listen to, they will watch what they look at. So Allah Taala He looking at your actions and He's looking at your heart. Subhanahu Wa Taala. Since Allah is looking at those two, make sure you purify it and you clean it and you
2: cleanse it. كسر there is something
0: that we have. The poet he said, "Wahzur Be careful of the evil traits that are within you. There's these evil traits. When you clean your heart, sometimes there's something called Kama'inun Nafs, which is that it comes out because you didn't really clean your heart properly. I remember one time I was driving, and then SubhanAllah, a car was about to hit us, and I shouted, and another brother who was with us, he said foul language. Because he was shocked. Because the car was about to hit him. That's kamainu al-nafs. Imagine that car hit us. We tumbled over. We died. None of us in the car said, "Ashadu am illa illallah la ilaha illallah, Muhammad rasulullah And the Prophet ﷺ said, Anyone who's la ilaha illallah is his last word. we enter Jannah. you see? When you get very angry, your true essence comes out. This is called kamainu al-nafs you
2: need to clean yourself from this you need to clean your heart who 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 the
0: shaykh mentions a there are people who are stu- meant to be students of knowledge. He's considered to be a talib al ilm. You know what Allah, a talib al ilm is? You know what position he's sitting? He's sitting in the position of Nabi Muhammad. You're occupying, you're saying, I am on that path, I'm taking the Prophet's path. When the general mass see you, they will, whatever you're doing is what they believe the Prophet would do. That's their knowledge. They don't have any way to understand Allah and His Messenger what they are calling to. You're the one who's representing that. So the Shaykh is mention is if you look at many of the students of knowledge in regards to this issue, you see a clear cut deficiency here. Big problem here. Which is there's no, the relationship between what's within and what's the outer is not the same.
2: No. فإن تعظيم العلم من إمرئ تغض الشهوات الشهوات والشبهات في قلبه وتروح تدعوه صورة محرمة وتستهويه مقالة مجرمة حشبه المنكرات والتلذذ بالمحرمات فيه غل وفساد وحسد وعناد ونفاق وشقاق ان لا لهؤلاء وللعلم ما هم منه ولا هو اليهم قال سهل بن عبد الله حرام على قلب ان يدخله النور وفيه شيء مما يكرهه الله عز وجل استتبن اوف سهل عبد الله تستري رحمه الله
0: he said, It is prohibited that knowledge will enter a heart, the nur here he means knowledge, or any khair will enter a heart And in that heart is something Allah dislikes subhanahu wa Allah is not gonna gift you knowledge is a gift. Allah is not going to gift you with knowledge. And in your heart, prior, before that, is what? Evilness. You have jealousy, envy, hypocrisy. You have amrad al The illness of the heart are present in you. He said haram, it's prohibited. The haram comes in two meanings. The, the word haram comes in two meanings. The first one is haram, which is qadari, universally. It's universally impossible for it to happen. And it's the one Allah Ta'ala says, um, It's haram qadari. And the other one, haram, is the one we know, which is shar'i, that which the sharia prohibited. The person needs to clean their heart and make sure that they watch those two illnesses, which is what? Maradu shahwa and maradu ashubha. Every day of your life, make sure you protect yourself from those two. Uh, may Allah subhanahu wa taala clean and cleanse our hearts.
2: No. The Sheikh
0: he now goes into الثاني, the second chapter. What does ikhlas mean? The Sheikh has a line of poetry himself. He said, "Ikhlas إخلاص means ikhlasuna al min ya Ikhlas is what you're doing. And what you're coming with is, all for Allah's sake, subhanahu wa ta'ala. You have no other hidden agenda. You don't have no other motive. All you're doing is irda'u to please Allah azza wa jalla. So this is the second, which is the student of knowledge needs to come with sincerity, ikhlas.
2: إن إخلاص الأعمال أساس قبولها وسلم وصولها قال تعالى وَمَا أُمِرُوا إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُوا اللَّهَ مُخْلِصِينَ لَهُ الدِّينَ حُنَفَاءً وقال البخاري في الجامع المسند الصحيح والمسلم في المسند الصحيح ولخذه للبخاري قال حدثنا عبد الله بن مسلمة قال اخبرنا مالك عن يحيى بن سعيدنا محمد بن ابراهيم عن عن عمر رضي الله عنه ان رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال الاعمال بالنيه ولكل امرئ نوى وما سبق من سبق ولا وصل من وصل من السلف الصالحين الا لله رب العالمين. The Sheikh brought two evidences the need and the importance of sincerity the first one is the
0: ayah in Surah Al bayyinah where Allah wa Ta'ala he says, They were not commanded except to worship Allah with what? Sincerity. We were commanded to do that. Ikhlas in everything that we do and we say. And also, He brought the second, which is a hadith, Al Imam al Bukhari narrated in his Sahih. And this hadith Al Imam al Bukhari narrated is a hadith which is Ahad. Okay, what is it? Ahadith is not, not multitude narration, which is the famous hadith of who? Umar Umar is the only companion who narrated it from the Prophet. We don't say Umar is the only one who heard it from the Prophet, that we don't know. But we will say Umar is the only one who narrated it from the Prophet. And the only one who narrated it from Umar is Al Qamah ibn Abi Waqas al Laythi, And the only one who narrated it from Al Qamah is Muhammad ibn al Taimi. And the only one who narrated it from Muhammad ibn al Taimi is Yahya Musaid al Ansari. From Yahya ibn al Ansari, the hadith became 200. Ibn Rajah mentions that in his Kitab, ulum wal Hikam. 200 people narrated from who? Yahya ibn al Ansari. It became big and large in number after that. And that hadith is, In nam verily every action is what is intended from it. نعم. And the Shaykh then said, سبقى سبقى. The ones who reached did not reach, and those who attained did not attain what they attained bil Because of sincerity. Those people that you're looking at, Imam Malik, Ahmad ibn Hanbal, Abdul Rahman ibn Mahdi, these great imams, they didn't reach where they reached, except what? Except with sincerity. وَلِذَلِكَ well, Some of the scholars, they said, Abu Bakr did not pass the other companions because of extra ibadat in which Abu Bakr came with. Ibn Taymiyyah said this, except because of something that was in the heart of Abu Bakr that they could not reach. Are you with me, brothers? Wallahi, when you come with sincerity, Allah prevents evil from you. He protects harm from you. He protects even the fitan, shahawat and shubuhat. Allah protects you from it. Allah said about Nabiullah Yusuf, when a woman presented herself to him, and she wanted her, Yusuf to do haram with her, Allah Tabarak wa ta'ala, he says, Because Yusuf was from the sincere slaves of ours, we prevented him From the fitna of this woman. Didn't Allah do that subhanahu wa ta'ala? Allah tabarak wa ta'ala told us Iblis. He told Allah tabarak wa ta'ala All your creation I'm going to misguide them. Except the slaves who are what? Sincere. Those are the only ones I can't misguide. So sincerity brothers, it plays a big role in our religion.
2: Abu Bakr al-Marruziyu
0: is Ahmad ibn Muhammad ibn al-Hajjaj. He took from Ahmad ibn Hanbal and Abu Bakr ibn khalal took from him. And he died the year 200 and 275 Hijriya. He has a kitab called Kitab al-Wara. He has a kitab called what? Kitab al-Wara. Wara is when a person stays away from something that's doubtful
2: whether it's halal or haram, he doesn't know, if he stays away from it. And Imam Ahmed in his gathering, somebody
0: was speaking about sincerity and truthfulness. They spoke about ikhlas and Ahmed was sitting and when he spoke about when they spoke about it. He said, بِهَادَرْ al Because of this, the uh, great scholars were raised because of the ikhlas they came with. لكن here, the shaykh says, بِهَادَا And the hada is the ishm, ishara which is mufrad, right? And here we're talking about aqom, right? People. So, he should have said, هَاُولَائِ or something, صح? The Hada is going back to al-madhkur, not the, it's going to the word al-madhkur,
2: the mentioned, and it's not going to the people. Uh? It's, not going to, it's going. back to the لَصَدِ الْمَذْكُورِ. Uh? no. Now the author is going to mention
0: what are the principles and the foundations which sincerity stands on four a poet he brought them together those are the four if you, if you want to come with sincerity these are the four foundations that you need to come with when you're learning knowledge so what does it mean to have sincerity in knowledge it's four things The Sheikh is going to mention
2: all four, inshallah. Number one
0: is (laughs) uplift from yourself ignorance. That's the first reason why you're learning knowledge. You're You're not learning knowledge to prove somebody wrong or not. You're learning it, number one, for yourself. You want to take yourself out of ignorance. That's the first one. What is it that you're learning? You're starting with the things which are fardu'ayn. The obligatory things. Things that don't concern you, leave it. Ibn al-Qayyim used to say, he called that knowledge ilmu'l-hal. The knowledge of this moment. What do you need now?
2: <laughs> Once you've helped yourself and you've
0: learned for yourself, then you say, who's, who's left? You look for the people now to help them. لكن فَاقِدُ شَيْءٍ One that doesn't have cannot give. If you don't have knowledge yourself, you haven't removed the ignorance from yourself, you can't benefit others nor teach others. So once you've taught yourself and you learn for yourself, then you can go and aid and support others. Which is Raful Jahli anil Khalki To uplift ignorance from others. That's the second reason why you learn knowledge.
2: Reviving the knowledge.
0: You need to revive the knowledge. Some knowledge is dying. No one's learning it. People don't want to study it anymore because it's complicated. Because it's... What are you doing? You're bringing it, you're giving it life. You're going. You're sitting down and you're studying it. Like in al-faraid, inheritance. People are like, it's too long. I don't know if I want to study that now. Is that important? Do I need it? So what are you doing? You're going to it and you're studying it and you're giving it life.
2: The fourth one is to
0: implement the knowledge. And all of that is combined in that line of poetry. فَالْتَقْصِدُ أَرْبَعَةً قَبْلَ تَعَلَّمْ لِكَيْ تَفُوزَ بِالْهُدَىٰ أَوَّلُهَا الْخُرُوجُ مِنْ ضَلَالِي Last of the first one. والثاني نفع خلقي العمل للمعلوم. Those four. The, sheikh he has, the sheikh he has his lines. What is
2: his ones? Jahlian عن نفسه وغيره من النسم والرابع والثالث تحصيل للعلوم من ضياعها وعمل به زكية.
0: هذا. That's what the شيخ got his four way of doing it.
2: فالعلم شجرة والعمل ثمرة والعمل ثمرة وإنما يراد العلم للعمل. ولقد كان السلف رحمهم الله تعالى يخافون فوات الإخلاص في طلبهم العلم. Because they knew that sincerity stood on those
0: four foundations, they were scared to claim that they have sincerity. Because what would it mean if they say they have sincerity? That all of these four are intact, all of these four are present, they would not like to say it, so they would be scared. To say that, to claim it, they will be very skeptical about it, they wouldn't like to. Even that though they came
2: with
0: it. Mm. So Hisham, you can say it like that if you want to, which is Fath of the, ta, uh, the Dal, you can say, um, sorry, the Ta, you can say, or you can place a Dhamma on it and say, if you want to
2: he said he said by Allah I cannot
0: say that I one day went out to seek knowledge for the sake of Allah I can't say that this great scholar Abu Bakr Hisham ibn Abi Bakrin who died in 154 Hijriya he said I can't claim that I cannot claim that I one day came out to learn, to learn for the sake of Allah. Because what is he talking about? He's talking about the four pillars of ikhlas. I can't
2: claim all of that. لله لله the Sheikh, if you go back to,
0: he said, يقول يقول is a what type of verb. That's a side benefit. فعل؟ huh? فعل Mubariya. Is Hisham Adestuwa you present right now? Why did the chef say, Yaqulu? If Yaqulu is a مضارع? why didn't he say Qala? He said, Hmm? Just think, this is fruit for thinking, huh? Hmm. This is called, the scholars, they call it Hikayatul Hali. It's called Hikayatul Hali Al Ma'diya. It's a side benefit. Hey,
2: and Imam Muhammad was asked,
0: Did you seek knowledge for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And then he said to seek knowledge for the sake of Allah is very hard and is rare. But Allah made me love knowledge. That's all he said. And we can say that Imam Muhammad sought knowledge for the sake of Allah because Allah made his knowledge spread. That's a Dalil Allah, tabarak wa ta'ala, after those years, Ahmed is still spoken about today. That's a sign of sincerity. But even then, he shied to claim sincerity.
2: وَمَن ضَيَّعَ فَآتَهُ عِلْمٌ كَثِيرٌ وَخَيْرٌ وينبغي لقاصد السلامة أن يتفقد هذا الأصل وهو الإخلاص في أموره كلها دقيقها وجليلها سرها وعلنها ويحمل على هذا التفقد شدة شدة معالجة النية قال قال سفيان الثوري ما عالجت شيئا أشد علي من نيتي لأنها تتقلب علي بل قال سليمان الهاشمي ربما احدث بحديث واحد ولنيه فاذا فاذا اتيت على بعضه تغيرت نيتي فاذا الحديث الواحد يحتاج الى نيات سليمان بن داوود
0: الهاشمي سي سليمان بن داوود الهاشمي يتكرم امام احمد رحمه الله تعالى لا no, يتكرم عبد الرحمن بن ابي زيلات ان امام احمد تكرم him سليمان بن داوود الهاشمي he saying in one gathering when i'm teaching my intention keeps changing in one gathering, my intention would keep changing. I have to keep fighting in one gathering to perfect my intention.
2: Al Makidu Salis, Jamahim Matin Nafsi Ali, Fainashat and Nafsi, the Jumia Al Al Ilta Amawaj Tamawi, the Shugila Bi, wa bi ready his dad at a Farukan washatat and Wainamatujmaul him Matu Al Matlubi, Betafakudi, the latter Umur. أولها الحرص على ما ينفع فمتى وفق العبد إلى ما ينفعه حرص عليه ثانيها الاستعانة بالله عز وجل في تحصيله إذا لم يكن عون من الله للفتى فأول ما يجني عليه اجتهاده ثالثها عدم العجز عن بلوغ البغية منه وقد جمعت هذه الامور الثلاثه في الحديث الذي رواه مسلم بن الحجاج قال حدثنا ابو بكر بن ابي شيبه وابن نمير قال حدثنا عبد الله بن ادريس عن ربيعه بن عثمان عن ربيعه بن عثمان عن محمد بن يحيى بن حبان عن ابي هريره رضي الله عنه ان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال احرص على ما ينفعك واستعن بالله ولا تعجز فمن اراد جمع همته على العلم فليشغل في نفسه شعله فليشعل فِي نفسه شُعْلَةَ الْحِرْصِ عليه لأنه يَنْفَعُهُ بَلْ كل خَيْرٍ في الدنيا والآخرة إنما هو من ثمرات العلم بالله عليه ولا يَعْجِزَ عن شيء منه فإنه حينئذ يدرك بغيته ويفوز بما The person
0: who wants to gain knowledge, he has to bring his aspiration together. How does he do that? He comes with three things. The first one. is Strive to that which is going to benefit you if you see something that's not going to benefit you, don't busy yourself with it. Number two is ask Allah for help. If, it isn't any, if you don't get help from Allah, the first thing that's going to destroy you is yourself. You are going to destroy yourself before anything else. So you ask Allah for help. Number three is you don't give up, and you are consistent and continuous. Those three is the way to come with your aspiration when it comes to seeking knowledge. And he got it from the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ. was Billahi wala wala ta'jiz." Because it comes from the word Wala <laughs>
2: قال الجنيد ما طلب أحد شيئا بجد وصدق إلا ناله فإن لم ينال كله نال بعضه الجد بالجد والحرمان بالكسل فانصب فانصبت, فانصبت عن قريب غاية الأمل فانهض بهمتك واستيقظ من الغفلة فإن العبد إذا رزق همة عالية فتحت له أبواب الخيرات وتسابقت إليه المسرات فتحت له أبواب الخيرات فتحت له أبواب الخيرات وتسابقت إليه المسرات قال ابن القيم في كتاب الفوائد اذا طلع نجم الهمه في ظلام ليل البطاله وردفه قمر العزيمة اشرقت ارض القلب بنور ربها ومن تعلقت همته بمطعم او ملبس او مكل او مشرب لم يشم لم يشم رائحه العلم وعلى ايز ايز اوف your
0: aspiration and really loving knowledge even when it's hard on you just keep going a person whose aspiration is what am I going to eat? What am I going to drink? This is not a person whose heart is open for knowledge. Well يُطْلَطُ بِالْرَّغِيفِ الْيَابِسِ فَعَلَى مَا تَكْتُرُ ju'u Hunger can be extinguished with a dry bread. Why are you busy with what big meal am I going to have or what good food am I going to eat? You can actually get rid of hunger just on a dry bread and water that you drink after it. And Imam al-Nawi, for he died when he was 45. That's what he lived on. And he would only wait for a little food that his father would send him. Rahimahullah ta'ala. And look at the work that he left behind. So you wanting to have a lavish life, a glamorous life, and also wanting to learn, they don't go together. They don't go together.
2: So the poet said that a
0: person no one's going
2: to gain knowledge
0: the one whose aspiration is what am I going to eat what am I going to drink
2: he's not going to learn So what do
0: you have to do? You have to get rid of your bed and leave it And push yourself. And whatever your nafs is calling you to, walk away from it.
2: Now, Some
0: people ask, I want my aspiration to become strong. I really want to be, I want to learn. What can I do? What you can do is by reading the story of the biography and the stories of the pious predecessors as the Sheikh mentioned here. When you read their story, you'll be shocked. Why? Because they were born nine months. They came out of the womb of their mothers not knowing anything, just like you. And they became
2: what they became and Imam Ahmed a
0: young boy he would want to go to the circles that would happen before fajr and his mother would grab him out of mercy and compassion and she will say my son wait for the Adan to happen wait it's dark you're, you're young Wait a little bit. This is how eager he was for knowledge even when
2: he was young. وقرأ الخطيب البغدادي صحيح البخاري كله وعلى إسماعيل الحيري في ثلاثة مجالس إثنان منها في ليلتين من وقت صلاة المغرب إلى صلاة الفجر واليوم الثالث من ضحوة النهار إلى صلاة المغرب ومن المغرب إلى طلع الفجر قال الذهبي في تاريخ الإسلام هذا شيء لا أعلم أحدا في زماننا يستطيعه
0: الإمام خطيب البغدادي رحمه الله تعالى he read صحيح البخاري in three the first was or two of them was in at night time from Salatul Maghribi to Fajr. Salatul Maghribi and to Fajr. That was one. And the third day was from morning to Salatul Maghribi, and then from Salatul Maghribi to Fajr. That was what the second day, the third day. Sorry, and he finished Sahih Bukhari. Look what al Imam al Al-Imam al-Dahabi rahimahullahu ta'ala in the books that he wrote 150 books Al-Imam al-Dahabi how many books does he have? 150 books he's shocked with Khatib al-Baghdadi somebody reads all of Sahih Bukhari. in that period of time he shocked he said this is a matter I don't know anyone who's able to do this Sahih. And you have a four-hour class only. Or once a week class. Imagine sitting that many hours just to read the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ. This is what raised these people. Aspiration, very
2: strong. Abu Muhammad
0: ibn Tabbani, when he was seeking knowledge, the whole night from Isha to Fajr, he would seek knowledge, he would read. And his mother, she she would have mercy on him. She would would have mercy because she could see her son. So, what she would do is she would come into his room just to see if he's awake, and he would hide the candle. He hide it from his mother so she doesn't see
2: it. And then when she leaves, he opens it and he carries on reading. So she's going to mention it. So that that person
0: in the morning, and the one, the one who was reading like that, and the other one who was sleeping all night, are they going to be the same in the morning? Yeah? Are they going to be the same in knowledge?
2: Yeah? Never. The sheikh here, he says,
0: I saw in some of the majmoo'at, some of the volumes, in a manuscript, and this now, alhamdulillah, is not a manuscript anymore. It's matbool there's no need for it to be خطيئ. it's not anymore there's a نسخة مطبوعة متداولة which is the الرسائل والمسائل is the third volume this call of عبد الرحمن بن حسن is there
2: مما <تصفيق> إلى عبد الرحمن بن حسن آل الشيخ صاحب فتح قوله شمر إلى طلب العلوم ذوي ذي شمر إلى طلب العلم ذيولا وانهض لذلك بكرة وأصيلا وصل, وص وصل السؤال وكن هديت مباحثا فالعيب عندي أن تكون جهولا فكن رجلا رجله على الثرى ثابتة وهم وهم وهمة همته فوق الثرية سامقة ولا تكن شاب البدن أشياب الهمة فإن همة الصادقة لا تشيب كان ابو الوفاء بن عقيل احد الاذكياء العالم من فقهاء الحنابلة من فقهاء الحنابلة ينشد وهو في الثمانين ما شاب عزمي ولا حزمي ولا خلقي ولا ولاءي ولا ديني ولا كرمي وانما اعتاض شعري غير صبغته والشيب في الشعر ليس الشيب في الهمم
0: الشيخ سيد ابو الوفاء بن عقيل ابو الوفاء بن عقيل رحمه الله تعالى from the great jurist of the fiqh hanbali fiqh he reached 80 and then he said the following, Mashaaba Azmi, my intentions hasn't become old. Wallah hazmi my decision. Walla my, my manners. Walla wala'i my love and allegiance hasn't become old. Walla dini my religion also hasn't become old. Wala karami, my generosity hasn't become old. Wa inna sha'ari, The only thing that's become old is my beard. The colours just changed. Wa And though Age that's in your bid is not necessarily the same in your aspiration. What he's trying to say is, the way I was enthusiastic in my religion, the way that I was enthusiastic in my intentions and my decisions and my manners, I'm still the same. I haven't changed. I'm only old from my bid. That's
2: it. He's 80. Now the
0: author is going to go into what are the, the sciences and The religion are a lot? What is it that the student of knowledge
2: should actually start with number one? The Quran. And then the sunnah. No. <speaking in Hebrew> أو أجنبي عنهما فلا يضر الجهل به فإلى القرآن والسنة يرجع العلم كله وبهما أمر النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم كما قال تعالى فاستمسك بالذي أوحي إليك إنك على صراط مستقيم وهل أوحي إلى بالقاسم صلى الله عليه وسلم شيء سوى القرآن والسنة ومن جعل علمه القرآن والسنة كان متبعا غير مبتدع ونال من العلم أوفره Abdullah ibn Mas'ud he said anyone Abdullah
0: ibn Mas'ud is who? the one that the Prophet said the Prophet said if anyone wants to read the Quran as pure and correct the way it came down let him read the recitation of who? Abdullah ibn Mas'ud Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, he said, "Man arada al Anyone who wants knowledge, "Fali al-Qur'an." Let him research inside the Qur'an, the treasures and the gems in the Qur'an. Let him look into that. Why? For al the knowledge of the early generation and the knowledge of those to come is in the Qur'an. The Qur'an is full of all of that.
2: وقال مسروق ما نسأل أصحاب محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم عن شيء إلا علمه في القرآن إلا أن علمنا يقصر عنه. مسروق,
0: أبو عيشة, مسروق ابن الأجدع رحمه الله تعالى. 62 Hijriya, رحمه الله مسروق said that we never asked the companions of the messenger sallallahu about a matter except they gave a verse. ayah so everything we asked them they gave an ayah for us but he said, we were not as good and talented as the companions to extract from the Qur'an what they could extract from it. And Musruq is from the great mufassirin and from the great scholars. So the gems and the treasures in the Qur'an, brothers and sisters, it's great. It's large. It's enormous. You should start with the Qur'an when it comes to seeking knowledge. If you don't memorize the Qur'an, then what are you going to memorize and what are you going to learn? فمن, ضي... فمن ضيّع القرآن فلماذا سواه أضيع؟ The one who fakes the Quran is going to fake what? He's going to fake everything else.
2: No. وينسب لابن عباس رضي الله عنهما أنه كان ينشد جميع العلم في القرآن لكن تفاصر عنه أفهام الرجال وما أحسن قول عياظن اليحصبي في كتابه الاحصبي في كتابه الإلماع.
0: Abdullah بن عباس رضي الله تعالى عنه said statement. رحمه الله تعالى رضي الله تعالى عنه. هما he said, Jami'ul ulomi, all of the sciences, العلمي, all of knowledge, fil Quran is in the Quran. Lakin taqasara, here taqasara is meant to be what? It's meant to be taqasaru. Lakin this is called minbabi hafi ihda ta'aini. Minbabi esh? Minbabi hafi ihda ta'aini. Removing one of the ta' because of the poetry that's necessitating you to do that. The poetry is forcing you to do that. So that's why Abdullah ibn Abbas is saying that. Taqasara عنه أفهم afham rijali The people's understanding cannot what? The Qur'an has all of the knowledge, but we are the ones who are foreigners from the Qur'an. We don't even understand the language of Qur'an and the gems that are in the Qur'an. So what do we think? We think the answers are somewhere else. But it's in the Qur'an. Naam.
2: وما احسن قول عياض اليحصبي في كتاب الالماع العلم في اصلين لا يعدوهما الا المضل عن الطريق الناحب علم الكتاب وعلم الاثار التي قد اسندت عن تابع عن صاحبي
0: الامام القاضي عياض اليحصبي رحمه الله ائمه المالكيه ان هذا شرح صحيح مسلم انا ذا كتاب قول مشارق الانوار اني ديدي 544 رحمه الله تعالى نعم
2: وعلى الهمم في طلب العلم كما قال ابن القيم في كتابه الفوائد طلب علم الكتاب والسنة والفهم عن رسول الله ورسوله نفس المراد وعلم وعلم حدود المنزل وقد كان هذا هو علم السلف عليهم رحمة الله ثم كثر الكلام بعدهم فيما لا ينفع فالعلم في السلف أكثر والكلام في من بعدهم أكثر قال حماد بن زيد قلت لأيوب السخطياني العلم اليوم أكثر أو فيما تقدم فقال الكلام اليوم أكثر والعلم فيما تقدم أكثر حماد بن زيد حماد بن زيد is
0: the teacher of Ayub al-Sakhtiyani رحمه الله حمد بن أبو إسماعيل حمد بن زيدن he died 179 hijriya he's no, حمد is the student Ayub al-Sakhtiyani is the teacher he said to him, "Hamad ibn Zaydan uh, al-Sa'ini." I asked my teacher, Ayyub ibn Abi Tamimah al-Sa'iti'ani, rahimahullah. I asked him about um, knowledge. I said, "Which is knowledge more now, or was it more in the early generation?" And then he said, "Al-kalam al-yom akhtar. Today there's so much speech. People talk too much. Lakin." فِي مَا تَقَدَّمَ But knowledge was really more then. Today what people have is information. They don't have knowledge. لذلك because of that Ibn Rajab al hanbali he wrote a kitab called فَضْلُ عِلْمِ السَّلَفِ عَلَى عِلْمِ The virtue of the knowledge of the salaf in comparison to the knowledge of the what? The late, the late scholars. He wrote, he wrote a book on that. Why did the salafs speak less? Because they were like the Qur'an and the sunnah. A man came to the Prophet and said, Ya Rasulullah, قُلْ لي في لا أسأله or messenger of Allah, say to me something that I don't need to ask anyone after you. And then the Prophet ﷺ said, قُلْ أَمَنْتُ بِاللَّهِ ثُمَّ استقل. Say, I believe in Allah and be steadfast. That's the whole religion. Isn't that the whole religion? Like he would speak so little to alayhi but the meaning that is in it is so much the more you are close to the Qur'an and the more you are close to the sunnah, the more your speech becomes like that. You don't talk too much. But when you open your mouth and when you say something, it's, it's ذَهْب. Because you've taken from the Qur'an. The Qur'an doesn't say a lot. Like in one word from the Qur'an, how much can you take from it? So much knowledge can be taken from it. And that's how um, the salaf was, That's how the... وَلِذَلِكَ the scholars before they said that knowledge used to be a dot what did it used to be? it just used to be a dot الْجُهَالُ the ignorant ones made it so much they came and they added so many dots and now what we have to do is when we say something we have to say but it doesn't mean this and it doesn't mean this also are you with me? everything was so simple at the time of the companions because there was no opposite opinion but because groups started to come everyone had to make it clear, not this, move away, move away, and so it be, the knowledge became what? So many dots. Well, one of the statements I want to say is, Hamad um, ibn Zaydin, he said to his, he said, I heard my teacher, Ayub al-Sakhtiyani, the same Shaykh, Ayub ibn Abi Tamimah al-Sakhtiyani, he said, I heard him one day, it was said to him, ma la fi why don't you look at, عِلْمُ Kalam, philosophy, and why don't you study that? And then he said, he said, رحمه الله al himari It was said to the donkey, Alla They said to the donkey, why don't you do what the camel does? The camel, what does he do? He eats it and he brings it back, right? Huh? It was said to the donkey, Allah tajtarru, why don't you bring back what you ate? And then the donkey said, Akrahu Madili, I hate false I hate lying to myself. What do I hate? Because what I ate, I I already done it I finished with it Why do I want to lie to myself I'm bringing the same And make it look like it's new food In other words, ilmul kalam It's falsehood that I'm going to have to keep repeating So I don't want to waste my time with it So what they stuck with was what? The Qur'an and the sunnah And that's important for a student of knowledge You sometimes see a student of knowledge Memorizing books here and there And stuff like that But he doesn't even know the Qur'an and he also doesn't understand the hadith of the Prophet
2: ﷺ. No. المعقد الخامس سلوك الجادة الموصلة إليه لكل مطلوب طريق يوصل إليه فمن سلك جادة مطلوبه أوقفته عليه ومن عدل عنها لم يظفر بمطلوبه وإن للعلم طريقا من أخطأها ضل ولم ينل المقصود وربما أصاب فائدة قليلة مع تعب كثير الزر... الزرج... Zarnuji
0: is the student of Al Marginani. He's a student of who? Al marghinani And Al marghinani is the author of the Kitab Al Hidayah. And he's a Hanifi scholar. صح? It's one of the greatest books in the Hanifi Madhab. Zarnuji is a student. And he's a Kitab Kutadim Al It's one of the best books or good books that is written in what? What is it written in? The man
2: is a student of knowledge. So he's quoting that book. Now the Sheikh in this chapter
0: is going to speak about the methodology and the way to seek knowledge. How to gain knowledge. Sahih, knowledge has a path. And he brings the statement of al-Zarnuji, which is, وَكُلُّ everybody, مَنْ أَخْطَعَ tariqa. Anyone who gets the path wrong, ضَلَّهِ becomes misguided. Today you come into the masjid. If you went a wrong way, what will happen? You won't be able to come to the masjid. You won't come here. So the same is with knowledge. You're not going to gain knowledge if you don't take the path for it. You're not going to. As the poet said, تَرْجُ النَّجَاتَ وَلَمْ تَسْرُكْ la tajri al yabas. You're looking for success, but you haven't taken its path. The boat cannot sail on the shore. Can the boat sail on the shore? Even if you think it's a shortcut. No, it can't. You have to take the ocean or the sea. So, knowledge is success. If you want to gain it, you have to take its path. The whole chapter is going to revolve around the statement of Ibn al-Qayyim. Look what Ibn al-Qayyim says.
2: وقال ابن القيم في كتاب الفوائد الجهل بالطريق وآفاتها والمقصود يوجب التعب الكثير مع الفائدة القليلة.
0: here underline three words الجهل بالطريق وآفاتها number two والمقصود number three anyone who wants to seek knowledge and he wants to gain knowledge three things number one do not be ignorant about the methodology of seeking knowledge number one if you want to gain knowledge don't be ignorant about the methodology And the path for knowledge. Don't be ignorant. Number two, wa'ahatiha, learn the obstacles to expect when you're seeking knowledge. Number three, learn the objectives of why you're seeking knowledge. The last one we already spoke about it. We spoke about in the previous chapter. The four reasons why you're learning knowledge to uplift ignorance from yourself, to benefit those around you, to revive the knowledge, and to implement the knowledge. Those are the four, right? That's the objective. That's the third one. That's the third one, right? The second one is what? وآفاتها آفاتها means what? Wa'afatiha wa means what? The obstacles. I'm going to instruct you with, two, well, with one particular book if you read it. It's written by Sheikh Abdul Salam Barjis. What is it called? Awa'iq al Talab. It's called Awa'iq al Talab. It talks about the obstacles of seeking knowledge. By that kitab. And also in English, we did uh, the 20 stresses that stresses a student of knowledge. The 20. Stresses Anyone who wants it after Can get it Inshallah Just give us your email We'll send it to you Those 20 stresses You can look at They are obstacles with seeking knowledge How am I going to work How am I going to make money Children Wife And etc Wa The third one is The ignorance of the what The first one was what The ignorance of the The path the sheikh is going to talk about that in the poetry The kalam of Muhammad Murtaza al-Zabidi in his kitab al al-Sanah which I have here It's in that line of poetry and the sheikh mentions it in his book inshaAllah Does everyone understand that? If you want to gain knowledge these three points number one Do not be ignorant about the path. Number two, know the obstacles and the problems that will come your way when you're seeking knowledge. Number three, learn the objectives of why you're seeking knowledge. If you have those three, I can promise you you're going to gain knowledge. Are we all together brothers? Ibn Al-Qayyim, this is one of the fawaid and the benefits that he mentioned. If you suffer in those three, and you don't have those three, what did he say? You're going to get really tired and you're going to leave with little benefit. You're going to be exerting so much effort, but you're leaving with what? Little benefit. Now we're going to talk about the methodology, the path of seeking knowledge.
2: Are you? وقد ذكر هذا الطريق بلفظ جامع مانع محمد محمد مرتضى ابن محمد دين الزبيدي صاحب تاج صاحب تاج العروس في الكتاب
0: تاج of... العروس by محمد مرتضى الزبيدي. he wrote كتاب كتاج العروس. this كتاب is a شرح for the كتاب القاموس المحيط by الفيروزابادي. فيروزابادي هذا قاموس a dictionary. محمد مرتضى الزبيدي he done explanation an explanation تاج العروس
2: في called له تسمى ألفية السند يقول فيها فما في ألف سنة شخص فخذ من كل فن بحفظ متن جامع تأخذه على مفيد ف... no one's gonna live for a thousand years i'm not gonna live
0: for a thousand years what do i need to do فَمَا فِي أَلْفِ شَخْصٌ فَخُذْ كُلِّ فَنِّ From every science, take that which is beneficial. How? The path to seek knowledge is two things, brothers. What is it? فَهْمٌ Understanding and memorizing. They both have to be together. You understand... And you memorize. Are we all together, brothers? If you memorize, you become a scholar. What did he say in his fatihah? Uh, who memorize? Memorize for everyone who memorizes a what? A scholar. So you need to memorize. We'll talk about what type of books you need to memorize and how you need to memorize it. Number two is what? Fahmun, understand what you're memorizing. Don't be like the story of qisatu. Uh, they call him قصة, uh, the story. They call him Furu. Uh, they call him. Uh, there was a man who memorized Kitab al Furu al Ibn Muflah. He memorized it all, but he didn't understand what he memorized it. They called him Himar al What did they call him? Himar al The reason is because he didn't know what he memorized, so whenever they needed the question they would say come 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 read it for us and he would get the line for them and they would explain it for the people he's he's just knows it don't be like that be a person who memorizes and what and understands it now the Sheikh is going to mention the kind of book that
2: you need to memorize hey yeah فأما الأمر الأول فحفظ مثل جامع للراجع فلا بد من حفظ ومن ظن أنه ينال ومن ظن أنه ينال العلم بلا حفظ فإنه يطلب محاﻻ والمحفوظ المعول عليه هو المثل الجامع للراجع أي المعتمد عند أهل الفن فلا ينتفع طالب يحفظ المغمور في فن ويترك مشهوره كمن يحفظ الفيات الآثار في نحو في النحو ويتترك الفيات ابن مالك.
0: It's a book that have two, has two characteristics. Number one, it's a comprehensive book. Number two, it's a book which is mu'tamad. It's accepted by the scholars. What's the benefit you memorizing a book and then when you finish memorizing that book, there's no shuruah for it. You're confused. You're like, what? no one's explained this book. You memorize a book that the scholars memorize. A lot of people, they like to start this new trend. I'm, I'm memorizing this new book. Don't memorize nothing new. Use what's already been trialed and tested and has worked. And the Sheikh gave an example, it is like Alfiyat ibn Malik and Alfiyatul al Athari. Alfiyat al Athari is written by uh, Jamaluddin ibn Malik, ta'ala, Abu Abdullah Jamaluddin ibn Malik, Al-Attayi al-Andalusi. He wrote it. And the next one is written by Zainuddin ibn Sha'ban. Al-Athari, Rahimahullah. Both of them are in grammar. Like in which one is better? Al-Fiyyat ibn Malik is better. Which one is better? al ibn Malik. It's better because of three reasons. Number one is because it's Mu'tamad. This is what the scholars memorize and this is what the scholars advise the students to memorize. Don't start a new book. Both of them are in the same field, grammar. But you memorize al ibn Malik. The second reason why Al-Fiyyat ibn Malik is better is because Ibn Malik generally in his nabdh, he mentions the aqwal of other scholars. He mentions it. And he also mentions if a view is held by the Jumhur, and if he's the only one who holds that view. The jumhur believes something else, he's telling, I don't believe that. So it's in it, there's a lot of views that he mentions. Asari doesn't mention those views. And the third one is, Ibn Malik's kitab is makhdoom, it's served. When you finish it, there's so much shuruh, so much explanations. The scholars have given time and effort to it. Does that make sense? So you memorize that book. And Allah ta'ala gave it a kabul. So the book that you're memorizing, how many qualities does it have to have? What are the two? Jami'ah, comprehensive. Second one is what? Al-Rajih. Rajih means what? Tamad. It's relied on by the scholars. Don't memorize something that the scholars didn't memorize. Okay? When it comes to hadith, do the scholars memorize buluhu al-maram or do they memorize al-muharrar? They don't memorize Muharra. Harrar is not from the Minhaj of the scholars. Are you with me, brothers? Wahqada. Even if you feel this qu- kitab is good, mashaAllah it's got fawaidin it. Study it like in the memorization, do the kitab which is
2: Muhammad. Haya. Now also the person you take from
0: The second part that Shaykh mentions Is that the person you take from You take from a person who has two qualities The first one he is he is mufid, he's beneficial Here he means beneficial He knows the science It's not a person who doesn't know the science And number two is That he is nasih he's a sincere advisor Sincere advisor means a person that scholars advised for the people to take from him, and the Sheikh brings the Hadith for it: wa minkum,
2: wa وَأَوَّلُهُمَا والأصل في هذا ما أخرجه أبو داود في سننه قال حدثنا زهير بن حرب عن بن أبي شيبة قال حدثنا جرير عن لعمش عن عبد الله بن عبد الله عن سعيد بن جبير عن عبد عباس رضي الله عنهما أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال تسمعون ويسمع منكم ويسمع من يسمع منكم وإسناده قوي والعبرة بعموم الخطاب لا بخصوص المخاطب فلا يزال فلا يزال من معالم العلم في هذه الأمة أن يأخذه الخالف عن السالف اما الوصف الثاني اما الوصف الثاني فهو النصيحه وتجمع معنيين اثنين احدهما صلاحيه الشيخ للاقتداء به والاهتداء بهديه ودله وسمته والاخر معرفته بطرائق التعليم بحيث يحسن تعليم المتعلم بحيث يحسن تعليم المتعلم ويعرف ما يصلح له وما يضره وفق التربيه العلمية التي ذكرها شاطبي في الموافقات المعقد السادس رعاية فنونه في الأخذ وتقديم الأهم aham now the Sheikh
0: is going to go to the sixth chapter which is ob- the sciences are a lot in the religion there are many many sciences صح? try to give importance to all the sciences don't ever say to yourself I'm not going to study the science study every science but specialize in one if you like later but have knowledge of nearly all of the sciences Study all of the other sciences.
2: In the surat al-Mustahsana Tayazi in Nasurat al-Mustahsana Tayazi Duhus Nuha, Bitamatura Al Basari, Bijamir Yah Ajayah, Wayafutu Min Husniha and then now viri birth bikadrima yah tajibwa and humin aj al من رعى رعى فنونه بالأخذ وأصاب من كل فن حظا كملت آلته في العلم قال ابن الجوزي في صيد خاطره جمع العلم ممدوح من كل فن خذ ولا تجهل به فالحر مطلع على الأسرار ويقول شيخ شيوخنا محمد بن مانع في إرشاد الطلاب ولا ينبغي للفاضل أن يترك علما من العلوم النافعة التي تعين على فهم الكتاب والسنة إذا كان يعلم من نفسه قوة على تعلمه ولا يسوغ له أن يعيب العلم الذي يجهله ويزري بعالمه فإن هذا نقص ورذيلة فالعاقل ينبغي له يتكلم بعلم أو يسكت بجهل وإلا دخل, دخل تحت قول القائل أتاني أن سهلا ذم جهلا علوما ليس يعرفهن سهل علوما لو قراها ما قلاها ولكن الرضا بالجهل سهل انتهى كلامه كل
0: المعلمات سألقى but without a doubt, there's going to be one of the sciences that you're going to enjoy. You're going to probably like fiqh. Go more into it if you want to. Or you're going to like another subject. More, go into it. But have knowledge of all of the science. And there's going to be people who are going to come to you and say to you, Akhi, are you going to really learn this science? And they're going to belittle a science. Don't listen to them. Because the poet said, أَتَانَا أَنَّ سَهْلًا زَمَّ جَهْلًا عُلُومًا sahlu سَهْلُ عُلُومًا ma qalaha the reason why this person is criticising this science is because he's ignorant about it. Anyone who's ignorant about something, he hates that knowledge and he hates the people of that knowledge. So don't listen to that. He's only hating it because he's a person who hates for that science. Okay? Take it and benefit and learn it. But some people what happened was they didn't like a science but they got to like it later. They got to like it later. So open your mind and your heart for it. So here he says It says here, right? It was meant to be Falakin, The uh, Hamza was dropped because of what? Because of the shi'ir.
2: وإنما تنفع رعاية فنون العلم باعتماد أصلين أحدهما تقديم الأهم فالأهم مما يفتقر إليه المتعلم في القيام بوظائف العبودية لله سئل مالك بن أنس رحمه الله تعالى إمام دار الهجرة عن طلب العلم فقال حسن جميل ولكن انظر, ولكن انظر الذي يلزمك من حين, من حين تصبح إلى حين تمسي فالزم قال أبو عبيدة معمر بن أثم المثنى من شغل نفسه بغير المهم يا ضر بالمهم وقدم الأهم إن العلم جم والعمر طيف زار أو ضيف ألم والآخر أن يكون قصده في أول طلبه تحصيل مختصر في كل فن حتى إذا استكمل أنواع العلوم النافعة نظر إلى ما وافق طبعه منها وآنس من نفسه قدرة عليه فتبحر فيه سواء كان فنا واحدا أم أكثر أما بلوغ الغاية في كل فن فالتحقق بملكته فإنما يهيأ له الواحد بعد الواحد في أزمنة متطاولة ثم ينظر ثم ينظر المتعلم في ما في والتحق الواحد الواحد في ثم ينظر المتعلم فيما يمكنه من تحصيله فيما يمكنه اذا يمكنه يمكنه اما بلوغ الغايه في كل فن والتحقق بملكته فإنما ما له الواحد بعد الواحد في أزملة متطاوله ثم ينظر المتعلم مَا يمكنه من تحصيله فيما يمكنها فيما يمكنه من تحصيلها إفرادا للفنون ومختصراتها واحدا بعد واحد أو جمعا لها والإفراد هو المناسب لعلوم الطلبة ومن طيار الشعر الشناقة قول أحدهم وإن تريد تحصيل فن نتممه وعنثوه قبل, قبل 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 الانتهاء منه وفي ترادف في العلوم المنعجاء إن توأمان السبق لن يخرج لن يخرج we said, take many sciences
0: together, right? Should you do them all at the same time? Or do you do one, like for example, grammar. I start from Ajrumiyah, I finished it. I finished that. I done Lamiyatul Af'al, and then I did Qatrul Neda, and then I Malik. Should I do it like that? Or should I do Ajrumiya? and at the same time, I pick another science, such as Tajweed. Um, I do Tuhfatul Atfal, same time. Or should I just finish this science and then I go for the other science and I finish it and then the other science and I finish it? Which one should I do? The scholars from Murutania believe no. Finish, start it and finish it. Next one, start it and finish it. They say, Don't do too many science at the same time. Because they said when a mother is giving birth, to twins, one has to come out and then the other one. So they say. They both can't come out. So the person should do one science, finish that one, then do the other science, and finish that one. That's what they believe. But like in us, we're different in a, in a way because we were, in our schools, we were doing many sciences in class, right? So from a younger age, we were taught maths, English, science, and geography, and, and history, and stuff like that. We were doing all at What?
2: At one time. So maybe this may not apply on us. Nah. Women are of a minaci, Kudrat and Al Jemijama, Wakan at Hal Hustina and Minel Rumumum. Women are called the Hadel Market in Mushahada, Elija Muant, Antono Wail Rulum, Walestifa for Badil Maradi, if you will stick, Walestifa for Bibadil Maradi, if you will still be Malayan Fa, Malwalai Bilgari, Wakanamalikun Yakul, Sharulil Milgari, Wakarulil Milva, Hirul Levi Kadora, Hunas. المعقد السابع المبادرة إلى تحصيله واغتنام سن الصبا والشباب, ف... الصبا الصبا والشباب فإن, الع... فإن, العمر... فإن العمر زهرة إما أن تصير بسلوك المعالي ثمرة وإما أن تذبل وإن مما تثمر به زهرة العمر المبادرة إلى تحصيل العلم وترك الكسل والعجز the author now talks about hastening in using
0: your young age and not to delay things, brothers. Wallahi, you're going to come to a time in your life where you're going to say, I wish I memorized when I was young. My memorization is not good. The poet he said, he became old and so he came to a well and he threw the bucket in. And then when he pulled it, he went like, ah, oh, my back. Because he's now old. He's not like he used to be. Back in the days, he used to just pull it with one hand. He said, Why is it that when I pull the bucket out, I say, ah, oh. what is it that's making me heavy? The responsibility, the wife, the children. And then he says, layta shababa." He says, layta uh, later, he says, I wish. And he's talking to himself again, he goes, But will I wish benefit you now? And then he says to himself, I wish youthness, uh, or being young, was sold in the market, and I can go and buy it. I wish. لَيْتَ shababa مُبُعَ I wish I can go to the market and buy it. Brothers, what you need to do is, you need to train your nafs wallahi the nafs is like a child the poet said this nafs is like a baby you know the child if the mother keeps breastfeeding the child for five years he'll still take the milk she has to come to a point and say stop or the child just keep going on the nafs is like that you have to come to a point where you stop it and say no 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 playing around no joking you've had enough I'm going to stop you now. And you have to restrain it. Or else, wallahi, your nafs is going to go on and on. It's going to demand for the most craziest things. Are you with me, brothers? And this marhala, marhala to Siba, this time when you are young, is gold. Allah says in the Quran, Have I not given you time in which you can ponder and you can contemplate and you can take lessons in? two things are a blessing people don't know of it free time and what? and health those two are a blessing and you're going to be asked about it in the day of judgment the time that you had what did you do with it? so the shaykh here is talking about hastening going fast in making sure that you memorize in what? in that time benefit from it
2: he said, the
0: time that you're young, Faqtanim has it. Why? ألا إن لَا تَدُومُ Because Wallahi being young, it will never remain. It's not going to go on forever. Whatever you want to do, do it today. Wallahi brothers, the biggest weapon that Iblis uses against the children of Adam is what? In the Iblis Ibn al Qayyim said, it's a تصويف. It's to say to you tomorrow. Procrastination. I'll do it tomorrow. And it's, tomorrow never comes. When he brings you tomorrow, he's going to say to you tomorrow. And then again tomorrow. And it's going to be like, Allah says about them, وَلَّذِينَ, وَلَّذِينَ Your life is just going to be like the mirage. A water that's in front of you, you're driving, you're trying to get there, there's nothing there. Then you come, there's nothing there. And then you come, you will never do what you wanted. If you really are sincere in doing something,
2: Say now and make a deadline for it. Write a deadline. I have to finish it by this time. قال <laughs> أحمد When
0: you memorize when you're young, how is it like? It's like carving into rock. What is it like? It's like carving into rock. I remember one time, my young son Ibrahim and my daughter Salma, I said, we're going to memorize. Hey, Matan. You know, we're going to memorize. And we start... So, the decision was to memorize a book that I never memorized before. I said, no problem. I can be these little kids. So what I did was, I sat down and I memorized it with them. Wallahi... They were running around playing. They went to sleep at night to catch up with them. Wallahi, at night when they were sleeping I had to memorize not to look bad. And Wallahi, when they woke up it was so fresh on their mind. وَلِذَلِكَ al الْبَصْرِي سَيْنُ فِي الصِغَرِ كَالنَّقْشَ عَلَى الْحَجَرِ Learning when you're young is like carving into a rock. fi فِي الْكِبَرِ When you want to learn and you're old is like writing water. Can you write in Water. Yeah? It will go. As soon as you write it, it goes. When I, mean, I don't want to break the heart of the senior brothers. You can still do it. The Sheikh is going to bring some scholars who are old in age who we were learning. And who became scholars. He's going to mention it later, inshaAllah.
2: But it's not easy when you're old and you've got responsibility. Ma'am. فقوة بقاء العلم في الصغر كقوة بقاء النقش في الحجر فمن اغتنم شبابه نال إربه وحمد عند مشيبه سراه ألغتنم سن الشباب يا فتى عند المشيب يحمد القوم السراء وأضر شيء على الشباب التسويف وطول الأمل, وطول الامل بحر al بحر al ويحدث نفسه أن من الشواغل من المكدرات You
0: keep thinking to yourself, "Tomorrow when I'm not busy, I'll do this. Really? Every day you'll be busy. You have to understand that. The right time I'm going to do this, the right
2: time will never come. Just do it now. Now. Because the person who's old, there are two
0: factors that are working against him. His physical ability is gone. And the brain and what he can take in. And the ability of sitting down for long is gone. And the things that are around him that are demanding things from him is too much. So because of those two, he's unable to do what he could do when he was young. When you're young, you're physically enthusiastic. Your brain is fast. And there's no one
2: asking you for anything. Does that make sense? ولا يتوهم مما سبق أن الكبير لا يتعلم بل هؤلاء أصحاب رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم تعلموا كبارا ذكره البخاري في كتاب العلم من صحيحه وإنما يعصور التعلم في الكبر كما بينه الموردي في أدب الدنيا والدين لكثرة الشواغل وغلبة القواطع وتكاثر العلائق فمن قدر على دفعها عن نفسه أدرك العلم عمر رضي الله عنه was seeking knowledge when he's old. And Abu Bakr, Uthman,
0: they did it when they were old. Are you with me? So it has been done. But do you know how you do it? Stop connecting too much things to yourself. Cut from yourself so much things. And busy yourself a bit more towards this. The Sheikh says, If you cut, some of the things that really are not important, that you're still working on, and you lessen that,
2: you can learn at that age that you're in. al Kafal here is Al-Qafal Shashi. He's from
0: the Ulamah al Shafi'i. He started to seek knowledge 40 onwards. And he became one of the big fuqaha'i shafi'iyah.
2: Uh, another one, if you want to gain knowledge, don't
0: expect to gain the whole knowledge in these 15 days of the dora. After these 15 days in the dora, you're only going to learn that you don't know nothing. That's the whole reason for these 15 days. You finish it and you learn, wow, I don't know nothing and then you start to embark on the path of seeking knowledge are you with me brothers? it's a lie for me to say to you guys after these 15 days wallah you're going to be strong students of knowledge and this is a problem to so many people after a course they think they're an alim or after a dora, they think they're students of knowledge knowledge is too big knowledge is what? it's too big so what does it need from you? لزوم التأني في you have to be tranquil a person who's got تأني vigilant uh, sorry, diligent you're a diligent person patient you know I need many years to learn و leave of hastiness why am I not seeing results? why am I not seeing this? time, give it time sometimes well, I read something I thought I understood it and then years later and I realized I didn't really understand it Wahakada. something I read I can't understand it I'm struggling to understand it like in five years later Allah opens it for me just needs patience you'll get there don't give up
2: إن تحصيل العلم لا يكون جملة واحدة، إذ القلب يضعف عن ذلك، وإن للعلم فيه ثقل كثقل الحجر في يد حامله. قالت على: قال إن سنلقي عليك قولا ثقيلا. الله عليك ثقيلا. to give you what? Heavy? speech. أي القرآن. واذا كان هذا وصف القران الميسر كان كما قال تعالى ولقد يسرنا القران للذكر فما ظن بغيره من العلوم وقد وقع تنزيل القران رِعَايَةً لهذا الامر منجما مفرقا باعتبار الحوادث for 23 years and
0: not one time because knowledge is taken over time diligence is needed bit by bit مُنَجَّبًا مُفَرَّقًا bit by bit Allah could have given the whole Qur'an one time to the Prophet ﷺ and the Prophet could have thrown all of the knowledge at the people at one time are you with me brothers? bit by bit
2: كما قال تعالى وقال الذين كفروا لولا نزل عليه القرآن جملة واحدة كذلك لنثبت به فؤادك ورتلناه ترتيلا Allah
0: الله so قال للذين كفروا لولا نزل هذا القرآن جملة واحدة why doesn't this Qur'an just come one down one time why does not this Quran come down all at once? Allah says, The reason is to make it strong in your heart for memorization and for what?
2: Applying it. وهذه الايه حجه في لزوم التاني في طلب العلم والتدرج فيه والتدرج فيه والتدرج في والتدرج فيه وترك العجلة كما ذكره الخطيب البغدادي في الفقيه والمتفقه والراغب الاصفهاني في مقدم في مقدمه جامع التفسير ومن شعر ابن النحاس الحلبي الحلبي قوله اليوم شيء وغدا مثله من نخب من من نخب العلم التي تلتقط you see, the mountain that
0: you're looking at right now, what is it made from? Pebbles that came together. It's pebbles that you brought together that made the mountain. Knowledge is like that. It's this little information you learn here and there that came together, makes you an alim, a scholar. But it's bit by bit, gradually. Not all at once.
2: قال شعبه hajjad الحجاج اختلفت الى ataki بن الى عمري بن الدينار خمسة خمسة مئة مرة وما سمعت منه الا مئة حديث في كل خمسة مجالس حديث شعبة ابو بصام العتكي he said i went
0: to amr ibn dinar 500 times and how many hadiths did he give me just 100 hadith each five sits he'll just give me one hadith i go five times to him and then he'll give me one hadith are you with me, brothers? That's how
2: knowledge is attained.
0: Hamad ibn Abi is the teacher of Abu Hanifa. He said to his students, Every day learn just three misalah. ولا تزيد عليها شيء.
2: and don't increase anything onto it.
0: just three.
2: ومن قتالزم التأني وتدرج البدأت بالمتون القصار المصنفة في فنون العلم حفظا واستشرافا والميل عن مطالعة المطولات التي لم يرتفع الطالب بعد إليها. one of the things is, I saw some ulama who
0: go to bookshops and they only buy a small metal and they put in the bookshelf. And you see, baby student of knowledge looking at volumes like. I'm going to buy this volume, all of this volume. Are you with me, brothers? The issue isn't, it's really about the concept of who understood the re- reality of knowledge. It's to start with the Mubtadi'at, the the, مبتدئات, the Kutubs which are muqtasara, sorry, the Muqtasalat, the books which are small. This will take you far. If a person hasn't done a yet, looking at Alfiyat ibn Malik and trying to understand Alfiyat ibn Malik is going to be to him what? Confusing. And it will show, it will show, in your understanding of the big book that you're reading, that you didn't study the basics. It can, it, people can tell. Because the most basic things are missing from you. It's like a house that's built, but the foundation is weak. Anytime a strong wind comes, what happens? It falls on it. And it collapses. That's what happens to this student. So what do you do, brothers? Master, Ama study greatly the small books. Don't belittle them. Give a lot of importance to them. Understand them properly. And then move on to the next one. Walidarika, If you take the big sciences and you haven't taken the small sciences, it's going to be like طُعْمُ الْكِبَارِ The food for the elders is what? Poisonous for the what? It is poisonous for the young newborn child.
2: ومن تعرض للنظر في المطولات فقد يجني يجني على دينه وتجاوز الاعتدال في العلم ربما أدى إلى تضييعه ومن بداعي الحكم قول عبد الكريم الرفاعي أحد شيوخ العلم بدمشق بدمشق الشام في القرن الماضي طعام الكبار سم الصغار وصدق فإن الرضيع إذا تناول طعام الكبار مهما لذ وطاب أهلك هو أعطبه ومثله من يتناول المسائل الكبار من المطولات ويوقف نفسه مع ضعف الآلة على خلاف العلماء وتعدد مذاهبهم في المنقول والمعقول المعقد التاسع الصبر في العلم تجمل تحملا وأداء إذ كل جليل من الأمور لا يدرك إلا بالصبر وأعظم شيء تتحمل به النفس طلب المعالي تصبي تصبيرها عليه ولهذا كان الصبر والمصابره مأمورا بهما لتحصيل أصل الإيمان تارة ولتحصيل كماله تارة أخرى the sheikh يا ايها الذين امنوا صبروا وصابروا تعالى, واصبر نفسك مع الذين يدعون ربهم والعشي يريد قال يحيو يحيو في تفسير هذه الآية هي مجالس الفقه. ولن يحصل احد العلم الا بالصبر into showing
0: patience when it comes to seeking knowledge and not to get tired to push yourself even when it's hard and not to give up. Patience in seeking knowledge. When you're taking it and when you're giving it. Both of them they need patience. Tahamulan wa adaa. And the Shaykh brings the ayah, almusbiru wa saabiru wa rabbil wa taqullah <laughs> ala <laughs> kumtu Abdul Aziz ibn bad a man came up to him after many years of giving da'wah and he said to the Shaykh Wallahi, I can't, I can't, I can't do this anymore. He was tired, he's like, I can't do this anymore. You know, these people on they're causing me headache. I can't do it anymore. So Abduh Al-Mubaz was blind, so he told the man, "Give me your hand." And he took his hand, and he said, "Ya ayyuhaladdeen, amansibro, wasabiro, warabuto, watakulillaha, laa lakum tuslihun." When does success come? When does falah come? When you come with four things, Ya ayyuhaladdeen, amansibro, wasabiro, warabuto, watakulillaha. That's when you're gonna find success, and he has the man has to come with the first one, which is Ya because if he did, he wouldn't have come to be believers in the first place. Yeah, brothers. So when you are doing something, always remember wasabiru, means so you can find success. Come with these four, and that's what the Sheikh mentioned here. Allah said to the Muhammad. Muhammad, be patient. With who? The people you're sitting with. Be patient with them. Yah ibn Abi kathir he said what it means, be patient with them, it means Majalisul fiqh. Be patient in the gatherings of fiqh, don't give up. You're now sitting in a gathering where you're learning the deen of Allah. Be patient in the gathering. Yes, it's it's hours you've been sitting, you're tired, but be patient. Be patient in it. The Shaykh then said, A person is not going to gain knowledge unless he comes with patience. You're not going to gain knowledge. And then he brings the statement of Yahm al Jismi. Knowledge is not attained what? with a relaxed body. For you to just sleep and enjoy yourself and knowledge is going to come to you, that's impossible. Are you with me, brothers? You know who brought that statement? This statement, which is, La yustata'u al ilmu bi rahatil jasmi. amal An Imam Muslim brought it in his sahih. Qadir Iyad said, as an Imam Nawi transmitted from him, the reason why Muslim brought this hadith, this statement of Yahmna Abi Kathir, was after Muslim brought so many narrations and so many chains, he was. Trying to say to the people, I didn't bring all of this and put this all together. I wasn't able to put all of this together with an enjoying body. I only was able to do this after I put so much effort in traveling the world to gather these ahadith. So he was talking to himself and he was talking to the other, the other people. No. Brothers, pay attention to this.
2: If you are not patient with seeking knowledge, then you're going to have to be patient
0: with being ignorant. If you're not patient in seeking knowledge, then you're going to have to be patient in being ignorant. Which one's better to be patient upon? Which one do you you prefer to be patient upon? Uh, Patient is seeking
2: knowledge. وبه تدرك لذة العلم وبه تدرك لذة العلم قال, بعض يحتمل قال بعض السلف من لم يحتمل الم قال بعض السلف من لم يحتمل التعليم لم يذق لذة العلم ولا بد دون الشهد من سم لسعة وكان يقال من لم يركب المصاعب لم ينل الرغائب وصبر العلم وصبر من لم يركب المصائب لم ينال الرغائب وصبر العلم نوعان أحدهما صبر في تحمله وأخذه فالحفظ يحتاج إلى صبر والفهم يحتاج إلى صبر وحضور مجالس العلم يحتاج إلى صبر ورعاية حق الشيخ يحتاج إلى صبر والنوع الثاني صبر في أدائه وبثه وتبليغه إلى أهله فالجلوس للمتعلمين يحتاج إلى صبر ويفهمهم يحتاج إلى صبر واحتمال زلاتهم يحتاج إلى صبر وفوق هذين النوعين من صبر العلم الصبر على الصبر فيهما والثبات عليهما لكل إلى شأو شؤ وثبات لكن عزيز في الرجال ثباته ومن لم يلزم الصبر, الصبر يظفر بالرشد ومن يلزم الصبر يظفر بالرشد قال ابو يعلى الموصلي المحدث اني رايت في وفي الايام تجربة لصبر عاقبة محموده الاثر وقل من جد في امر تطلبه واستصحب الصبر الا فاز بالظفر المعقد العاشر ملازم
0: we'll stop there inshallah ta'ala for kitab ta'dhim al-ilm subhanak allahumma bihamdika ashhadu an la ilaha illa allah astaghfiruka we're now going to start the second kitab inshallah ta'ala al-qawa'id
2: al-fiqhiyah
0: is he going to read english or oh, just him
2: okay بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله العلي الأرفق وجامع الأشياء والمفرق ذي النعم الواسعة الغزيرة والحكم الباهرة الكثيرة الشيخ الحمد لله رب العالمين له الحمد
0: الحسن والثناء الجميل وشهد الله لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له يقول الحق وهو يهدي السبيل وأشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه والتابعين لهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين أما بعد we're now going to start the Kitab al qawaid al fiqhiyah written by sheik Al-Allama Abdul Rahman Ibn Nasir al Rahimahullah Some people they say Sa'di, but the correct way of saying his name is Sa'diyuh That's the correct way of saying it His name is Abdul Rahman Ibn Nasir al Rahimahullah The Sheikh is the teacher of Sheikh Muhammad Ibn Salih Al-Usaymin He's his teacher And this Kitab is in the subject of al Qawa'id al Fiqiyah, legal maxims. And the Qawa'id al Fiqiyah are principles. They are what? They are principles. The Messenger, sallallahu when he spoke, his statements would be what? His statements would be Qawa'id, principles. Like, for example, when he said, Al-bayyinatu ala al-mudda'i Al-bayyinatu ala al-mudda'i Clarification is required from the one who claims If you claim something, you need to bring a proof That's a principle that came from the Prophet ﷺ. And another principle is ala man The one who is being accused of it He just has to, he just has to swear that Wallahi, this is a lie that's a principle. إنما الأعمال بالنيات It's a principle. لا ضرر ولا dirar, It's a principle. then قواعد fiqiyya originally came from the Messenger He used to say it. And those principles, it came to the Sahabas, and they would also say قواعد principles in their statements. And so the scholars they took those principles and they placed it in their books. The early generation of scholars, they never wrote Qawa'id al They what? They didn't write Qawa'id al fiqiyah, principles in fiqh. Ibn al Imam al Shafi'i has a kitab called Al Um, and it was narrated from him by his student Rabi'i al al Muradi. Shafi'i mentions in there many principles. There's a, 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 a doctor. Who's alive today? His name is called Abdul Wahab uh, Ahmed Khalil. He wrote a kitab called Al Qawaid wa Dawabid fi kitabul Umm L'Imam Shafi'i. It's nearly a thousand volumes, nearly a thousand uh, pages. One volume, but a thousand pages. It's a Risala Magister. It's a master dissertation. In there, what he did was he looked at Imam Shafi'i's kitabul Umm and he brought out all of the Qawaid that were said by Imam Shafi'i. Are you with me? And Imam Shafi'i, for example, one of the قواعد he said, which are very great and strong, is في حكاية الحال مع قيام ينزل منزلة العموم في is Let's explain this قاعدة. You know the famous hadith of Abdullah ibn Abbas, Bukhari and Muslim both narrated it. Wallahu and the wording is the wording of who? An Imam Muslim. That the Prophet said, La يخلو أن الرجل, لا يخلو أن الرجل لا أن الرجل بامرأة إلا معذ محرمين ولا تسافر المرأة إلا معذ محرم فقام رجل فقال يا رسول الله إن امرأة خرجت حاجة وإن نقت في غزوة كذا وكذا. فَقَالَ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمُ إِنْطَلِقْ وَحُجَّ مْرَأَتِكَ Bukhari and Muslim both narrated it. The wording I mentioned is the wording of Imam Muslim. And of ibn hajar brings it in Kitab Buluğul Maram, in Kitabul Hajj. باب فضل الحج ومن عليه. This hadith mentions that a compa- the Prophet ﷺ said that a woman should not be alone with a man in a room by herself without a mahram. And a woman should not travel except with the what? With her mahram. So a man stood up, he said, Ya Rasulullah, my wife has left to go Hajj, and I am here. I was told to go and participate in the battle, so and so. I can't go Hajj with my wife. The Prophet said, Go and do Hajj with your wife. Here's a question. Was the woman's Hajj Hajj which was Wajib, or was it Hajj which was Sunnah? We don't know. Imam Shafi'i wrote a qa'idah. He said, "Tarf al-istif'sali" in pika'yat al-hāli, مع قيام الاحتمالي ينزل منزلة العموم في المقالي. Since we don't know which Hajj it was, whether it was Wajib or not. We take it as though that any hajj a woman needs to go, she needs a mahram, even if it's wajib. Are you with me brothers? So the previous scholars, they never used to mention qawaid in particular books. They would mention the qawaid in their, in their, in their books. Are we all together brothers? Hakedah, Until a sheikh by the name of Abu hassan al-karkhir rahimahullah came. Abu al-Hassan al-Karaki, when he came, he authored Usul sorry, "Qawaid" — according to the Hanafi madhab, and he mentioned 39 "Qawaid." 39 "Qawaid." This is the first book that was written, "Qawaid al fiqiyah It's called Usulul al Are you with me, brothers? And he's who? Abu al-Hassan al-Karaki. He was the first person to write it. Abu al-Hassan al-Karaki. Before him there was a man by the name of Abu Tahir al-Dabbas. Abu Tahir it was a Hanafi. He brought the Hanafi madhab, all of it into 70 qaida. 17 qa'idah, And he used to read it to himself and he used to revise it and he never used to tell anybody and he never used to teach anybody. Abu Tahir al-Dabbas. So at night time when everybody would leave he would revise it. He didn't like people hearing him, hearing, hearing, hearing him mention these qawaid. Are you with me brothers? So Abu al-Hassan al-Karqi, the first man who wrote the Usul, he heard that this man has 17 qa'idah in the Hanafi madhab. So he hid inside the masjid in a corner just to hear him say these 17 qa'id. This is how these people are hungry for knowledge. And so he hid. And then Abu Tahir al-Dabbas started to narrate those 17 qa'id al-fiqiyah. And Abu hassan al-Karqi, he felt like he wanted to cough. So <laughs> he coughed and Abu Tahir the best. He, he, was, darir, he was blind. he was blind, he, he couldn't see. But he realized somebody's hiding there. And he, get out, get out. So he kicked him out of the, the masjid. He kicked him out of the masjid. Abu al-Hassan al Karhi was the first man to write Qawaid al-Fiqiyah. And he wrote it based on the statements of Imam Abu Hanifa. So which madhab was the first madhab to write Qawaid al-Fiqiyah? Hanafi madhab. And the reason is because the manhaj of the Hanafi madhab in qawaid al-fiqiyah is easier to understand than the madhab of the other scholars. And we'll leave that for another time. Are we all together? After him came Abu Zayd al-Dabusi. And he wrote his kitab at Ta'sees al-Nadhar. A great Hanafi scholar as well. He wrote a kitab called what? ta'sis al-Nadhar. And then after him came uh, العزم بن عبد السلام رحمه الله. he wrote his كتاب قواع he كتاب uh, he called it he called it. قواعد الأنام في مصالح الأنام قواعد الأنام في مص... قواعد الأحكام في مصالح الأنام قواعد قواعد إسكت قواعد الكبرى by العز من عبد السلام. he's a Maliki. He wrote it, Rahimahullah Ta'ala. After that, the Shafi'iyyah, when they saw the Hanafis writing so many books, and the rivalry between the Hanafis and the Shafi'i is very big, the Shafi'iyyah said, Hanafi, is all brought together in 17 qawaid, we're going to mention 5. And prove our Madhab stands on 5. And then this is the line of poetry, خَمْسٌ مُقَرَّرَةٌ, خمس مقررة قَوَاعِدٍ مَدْهَبٍ للشافعي فكن بهن خبيرا ضرر يزال وعادة قد حكمت وكذل مشقة تجلب التيسيرا والشك لا ترفع متيقنا والقصد أخلص إن أردت أجورا شافعية كيف ذو وات خمسة القواعد خمسة القواعد الكبرى هذا لقم ماكسيم إن شاء الله تعالى لاتا So qawa'id is very important, brothers, that you study it. Is it important? How, Allah? Why is it important? Because to memorize fiqh is too hard. We have a kitab called Al-Minhaj, written by who? Abu Zakariya nawi In Minhaj, there are 60,000 fiqh issues. How are you going to memorize 60,000 masail? And hold on to it and keep it and not forget it. That's the Masa'il that Nawi spoke about. What about the Nawazil and the mustajaddat that are going to come later? The new issues that are going to happen. How are you going to know that? So Qawa'id, what it does for you is you learn one Ka'idah and maybe under it 30,000 Masa'il comes under it. Or 10,000 Furu' come under it. It gives you what is known as Zabdu'l-Fiqh. You'll be precise in Fiqh. Also the benefit that it has is Ma'arifatul Ilali wal Ahkam you will learn why Allah made this like this and this not like this. By studying qawaid fiqiyah, you learn the reasons behind legislation and the wisdom behind it. The third benefit is, your fatwa is not going to contradict. If you have qawaid fiqiyah, you're not going to contradict in your... you're not going to contradict in your verdicts. And our religion, brothers... Until the Day of Judgment, it has rulings for everything. The poet he said, "من تدى بهديه فقد ضفر ومن يحد النهجه فقد خسر تلفيهه إلى الفلاح منهجا وعن جميع المعذلات مخرج. فليس خير قط إلا قرره ولم يكن من شر إلا حذره. فديننا لم يخل عن حكم على مر الزمان لو بدا ما أعبر لأنه قدحته قواعد تُستخرج الأحكام عنها راشدة." Our religion, every masa, everything we need, it has answers for it. But in what way? Through qawait. By principles. And these are the principles, inshallah ta'ala, that we're going to study. The shaykh started his kitab by saying,
2: so one line, one line, okay. <speaking> the <name> <Allah> the shaykh
0: started his kitab by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, so he said Alhamdu praises to Allah Tabarak wa ta'ala Al-Ali Ali here means what? The one who's high Allah's Highness is three types Ulu Allah is above his throne Subhanahu wa ta'ala Alusuna believe that Ulu Allah's Status is higher than the status Of anybody Ulu In power and strength Allah is above everybody else Those are the three types Ulu Ulu then the Sheikh said, Alhamdulillah Ali Al Arfaq. What does Arfaq mean? It means the one who is kind and generous. The ulu is three types ulu thatin, ulu qahrin, ulu qadrin, ulu qahrin. Ulu qadrin means Allah's status, it's higher than the status of anybody. No one is equal to Allah in level. And the third one is ulu qahrin. Allah overpowers his slaves. No one can overpower Allah ta'ala.
2: <inaudible> the Shaykh, before
0: that he says, This is called istihlal He's giving you an idea of what this subject is going to speak about. This subject, what does it talk about? It talks about things that are similar and things that are different qawaid fiqhiyah what you focus on is what are the same okay give them one principle these are the same okay they have the same principle okay this one has the same principle that's qawaid fiqhiyah so you're learning things that are similar and things that are different while some of the scholars they used to call qawaid fiqhiyah what al-ashbah wal-naza'ir ibn wakil al-Shafi'i has a kitab called al-ashbah wal-naza'ir al-imam jalaluddin suyuti has a kitab called ashbah wal-naza'ir tajuddin al-Sufi has a kitab called al-ashbah wal nawair Let's go ahead and have that. All of this is what? Things that are same, things that are different.
2: ذن عم الواسعة الغزيرة والحكم الباهرة الكثيرة ثم الصلاة مع سلام دائم على الرسول القرشي الخاتم الخاتمين وآله وصحبه الأبرار الحايز مراتب الفخار اعلم هديت أن أفضل المنى علم يزيل الشك عنك والدرن ويكشف الحقال ذي القلوب ويوصل العبد إلى المطلوب فاحرص على فهمك للقواعد جامعة المسائل الشوارد فترتقي في العلم خير مرتقى وتقتفي سبل الذي قد وفق وهذه قواعد نظمتها من كتب أهل العلم قد حصلتها So this
0: book is not, in poetry form, right? So the sheikh is saying Fترت... When you learn the science فترتقي في العلم خير مرتقى وتقتفي سبل الذي قد وفق by studying this science, your station is going to go up. And you're also going to be taking the path of the scholars. Okay? You're going to be taking what? The path of the scholars. And then look what he said after that. He said, I made this into what? Poetry. Why did he make it into poetry? Amir al-San'ani, he has a kitab called Bugyatul Amil, which he explained it later. He called it al Masail. This Kitab Bugyatul Amil is a poetry of the Kitab Al Kafil by Ibn Bahran, Muhammad bin Yahya bin Bahram. Bahra. He said about it, حفظ النظم في الكلام أسرع ما يعلق في He said, I made into poetry a previous book. I made it a poetry form." وَقَدْ نَظَمْتُ مَا حَوَى مَعْنَاهُ نَظْمًا يَلُذُّ لُلَّذِي يَقْرَاهُ لِأَنَّ حفظ النَّظْمِ فِي الْكَلَامِ أَسْرَعُ مَّا يَعْلَقُ فِي الْأَفْهَامِ Because memorizing poetry is what is easier. صحيح? محمد بن محمد uh, ابن عاصم in his kitab مرتقى مرتقى الأصول he says the same thing and سفارين he says the, the same thing in his anawar Memorizing poetry is easy that's why he says, Wa hadi kawa'i wa Wal The Sheikh is making dua for The scholars that came before him. They said,
2: reward them.
0: For what? For what they gave us. And I mentioned before what did he say? لنا نقل القرآن عذبا وسلسلا ما الله يقود السكولس يكين بفورس أنه ب القراءات صحيح ابن مالك سيد السيد قال محمد هو ابن مالك أحمد رب الله خير مالك محمد مصليا على النبي المصطفى وآله المستكملين الشرف وأستعين الله في ألفية مقاصد نحو بها محوية تقرب الأقصى بلفظ مجزي وتبسط البذل بوعد مجزي وتقتضي رضا بغير سقط فائقة ألفية من المعطي وهو بسب حائز تفضيلة مستوجب ثنائية الجميلة والله يقضي به making وافرة لي وَلَهُ في درجات who ابن مالك him. دعافه، ابن معطي كامب الله well. Scholars knew the station of what the the ones who came before it. جاءوا من بعدهم يقولون ربنا في لنا والإخوانين الذين سبقون بالإيمان ولا تجعل Now
2: the start. The Sikh starts
0: by saying a niyatu,
2: sharṭun. The
0: intention is a what? It's a it's a sharṭ. What's a sharṭ? A pre a prerequisite. What does niya mean? Niya means qasd. to intend something. That's what it means. What does it actually mean? It means al azmu al al-fi'li is to actually intend and to do something. That's what it means. It's to actually intend to do something. That's what niya means. Sahih? The shart is a what? Shart, shart is a what? Shart is a prerequisite. It's khārijah. kharij and mahiya tishay. The difference between a rukun and a shart is what? Rukun is inside the action and the shart is outside it. Fatiha is inside the salah, so it's a rukun. Lakin wudu is before the salah, so it's a shart. Are we all together? Shart is a prerequisite. It's before the action. Like in the scholars, they divide the shart into how many two shart, which is called shartul wujub and shartul siha. What's the difference between the two? Shartul siha means can you pray salah without no tahara? No, because the Prophet ﷺ said لا يقبل الله that a person's salah is not accepted unless he comes with purification, right? So the condition. For the wudu is based upon the correctness of your prayer. Are you all together brothers? There's another type of shart. It's called shartul wujub. Meaning if you go against this condition, the action is still accepted from you, but it was a condition. Like what? Al-istita'a fil hajj. To have ability when you're going to hajj. It's a condition for hajj to be wajib on you. But let's say if you ignore that and you, you're struggling, but you still go to hajj. Is it accepted? How oh, is it's accepted. But it's a condition. I will together, brothers. Both of them are conditions. Shartu <laughs> siḥa is like ishtiratu al-wudu'u al-salah. Shartu siḥa means what? It's like wudu. If you pray without wudu, would salah be accepted? It's a condition, right? What about ability for hajj? Is it not a condition? It is a condition. But would your hajj be accepted if you go without ability? How ha, your hajj is accepted. But the difference between this one is this is called shartul siha, meaning your action will not be sahih without this condition. And this one's only shartu wujub. It's a condition for obligation, not the condition for correctness. Am I making sense? Okay, the question here is is intention shartu siha or shartu wujub? The niya is it shartu siha or al-wujub? The author here believes it's sharp siha, the man after al he believes it's what? Shartu Sihah and that is a view which is weak. Why? Because there are actions that don't rec- you can do without a and it's a condition. But you can do it without without a, without, a, without intention and it will still be accepted. So Shartu wujub not Shartu? Sihha like giving debt to a person your own debt if you don't come no intention you give it is the debt accepted from you huh is it accepted from you so the niya is shartul wujub not siha. okay we won't go into the tafasil too much نعم. أن لأفنس فضيس قاعدة إذا قوله تعالى من كان يريد العاجلة تعجلنا له فيها ما نشاء لمن نريد ثم جعلنا له جهنم يسلاها مذموما مدحورا ومن أراد الآخرة وسعى لها سعياه وهو مؤمن فأولئك كان سعيهم مشكورا كل نمد هؤلاء وهؤلاء من عطاء ربك وما كان عطاء ربك محضورة. أن أصل حديث أو إنما العمل بالنيات إذا أفنس فضيس قاعدة Sorry, one point I need to mention. When the scholars talk about intention, they mention two types of intentions. The first intention is who are you doing this action for? That's the one they call ikhlas. And the second one is the form of intention which is the ibadah that you're doing, distinguishing one from the other based on an intention. What action are you doing and who are you doing the action for? Like, for example, what is the difference between duhr and asr? It's the intention. They both, four rak'ah, four rak'ah. All together. It's intention. What's the difference between ghusul and a normal shower? You want to clean yourself. It's the intention. So the action that you're doing, distinguishing one from the other, that's one form. The other one is, who are you doing this action for, which is Allah Azza wa Jalla.
2: وَالدِّينُ عَلَى الْمَصَالِحِ فِي جَلْبِهَا وَالدَّرْءِ The
0: religion is built upon what? مَصَالِح. The religion is looking after what? Benefits for you. It brings you the benefit and it repels from you what? Harm. That's what the Sharia comes to do. Okay? The religion is based upon that. And the benefit doesn't go back to Allah. Allah is not getting benefit from it, the benefit is for you. As Allah said in the Qur'an, Ya antumul wallahu al hamid. Allah doesn't need anything. The benefit is for you. This religion looks at your benefit. And what is beneficial for you? Here the question is Do we know whether something is good for us before the Sharia comes, or do we know it logically? Dangerous here. Did we know lying is bad before the Sharia came, or did we know it? We would have known it it was bad even if the Sharia didn't come. Is lying known its evilness before the Sharia came, or after the Sharia came? Before. Listen to the views of the groups that said it. The Mu'tazila believe that it's known logically. Everything that is good for us and bad for us is logically known. This, before the Sharia even comes, we logically know it. That's a weak opinion. The second opinion is the opinion held by the Asha'ira, which they say that everything is known through the Sharia. Lying and truthful, lying and cheating and deceiving, all of that we don't know whether it's good or bad. Only when the Sharia came, we found out that it was good or bad. That's also a weak opinion. All together. Both views are weak. What do Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah believe? Ahlu Sunnah wa Jama'ah believe everything in its essence, there's good or bad in it. There's a sifatun, datiyatun, lazimatun, la faqqu an. Lying in its essence is evil. And it's. And being truthful in its essence is what? Good. Like Allah doesn't punish you on that. Allah only punishes you when the evidence comes and you're told not to lie. That's when you're punished. Are we all together? What it is in its essence is not what you held account for. You're only held account when? When the sharia tells you if you lie you're going to be destroyed. And then you go and you lie. Because Allah says uh, Are we all together brothers? So here's the question. Would I get punished for lying if no evidence came to me? No. But is lying evil? Yes, it is evil. But I won't be punished for lying until the evidence comes to me, right? I just said that, right? What about reward? Punishment we, said, we mentioned. What about if I do good before the evidence came to me? Will I get reward for it? Al-Sunnah differed on this one. The punishment they didn't differ on, but the reward they differed. And the strongest opinion is that the reward you will get it. Look how Allah merciful He is. You won't be punished for the bad that you did before the ruling came, but the good that you did before the ruling came, you'll get rewarded for it. Even though you did it before the ruling came. And this is based on the evidence of the Prophet ﷺ when he said to them, "Him, aslam, aslam ma aslafta min Whatever a man came to the Prophet ﷺ, "I gave a lot of sadaqa before Islam. I did so much good. I was this. I was that. Now I became a Muslim. Is that all gonna come for me?" the Prophet said you've taken Islam ala ma min with all of the good that you did it comes with you are we all together brothers? that's a religion that's looking after your good right? the maslaha is three types the masaliha, how many types? three types the first one is called Maslaha mu'tabara. the sharia has given consideration to it It's given consideration and it's the ones that we mentioned um, like the ones that Allah mentioned in the Quran وَلَكُمْ fil الْقِصَاسِ that the of punishments in the Sharia, there is life in it. You live through this. Uh, that's a Maslaha Mu'tabara. The Sharia gave consideration to this. The second type is called Masalih Mulgah. Masalih, which is The Sharia dismissed it, it hasn't given any importance. And an example for that one is a story that Imam Dahabi mentioned in his Seer Alam from the narrator who is Yahya ibn Yahya al-Laythi essential students who is Yahya ibn Yahya al the narrator of Imam Malik's Muwatta and he's the one who we have today he's one of the narrators he's the actual narrator that Ibn Abdul Barak explained in his kitab al-Tamid and his dhikar Yahya ibn Yahya al was sitting one day with the leader of Andalus he was sitting with the leader of Andalus al-Rahman ibn al-Hakam and Abd al-Hakam came to Yahya ibn Yahya Laysi And he said to him I committed sexual intercourse with my wife Ramadan, In the month of Ramadan What shall I do? Yahya ibn Yahya Laysi thought And he said fast Two months consecut- consecutively you have to fast So the other fuqaha who was sitting there They said to him what are you doing? This man He had sexual intercourse with his wife The first thing he needs to do is what? He frees a slave. Yahya ibn Yahya Layti he said, he's a leader. He has so many slaves. He can free each and every one of them. It won't stop him from what he's doing. I'm doing this to stop him from what he's doing. Are you, t- are you with me, brothers? This is called masalih mulghah. The sharia doesn't give it any consideration. It might be a maslaha, but it's mulgah. What is it? The sharia has already set what the person needs to do. Whatever you see in it or not, it's up to you. Are we all together brothers? The third one is called Masalih Mursala. Masalih Mursala is no evidence has come to affirm it nor has there come any evidence rejecting it. This one, the scholars, they differ. Shaykh Al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah, he said there is no such a thing as Masalih Mursala. Because every Masalih that is Mu'tabara, the Sharia mentioned it. And every Masalih which is Mulgha, the Sharia mentioned it. So it's either
2: one of the two. And he brings many fruits.
0: The sheikh here speaks about if two goods are present in front of you, what do you do? You have two. I have two goods. Which one do I do? You do the best of the two. For example, praying and teaching. Which one is better? To pray voluntary prayer or to teach? Why? Because the fi'l which is muta'addi is better than the fi'l which is qasr. The restricted action and the action that involves others, which one is better? The action that involves others is better. So now you have these two options. I can either pray nafila or I can teach. Which one should I take? What do you do? You take which of those two is greatest. Okay? You come to the masjid. Fajr. Sunnah. The imam is in the salat al-fajr. And you are what? You just come into the masjid and the salah is being prayed. Allah, the imam salah. Do you go and you pray tahiyyya to masjid? Do you pray the two sunnah Raqah before Fajr? لَأَنَّ wajib is what? Greater than the What? The wajibat is greater than the what? So here what happened? تَزَاحُمُ Masalih. You give which one more important? The wajib by praying with the Imam now. The, the opposite. Two evils are running beside each other. Which one do you take? You're forced to take one. You're in a situation where you have to take one. What do you do? You take the lesser of the of the two. For example, a person puts a gun to your head and he says, I'm going to kill you if you don't kill so-and-so. Now you're in two situations. Either you're going to die or somebody's going to die. Which one do you choose? (laughs) You choose to die. Because as we said that the benefit that it brings others, are you with me, is better. And the one that's restricted to you, he has the, the opposite as well. Which is, the harm that's going to involve others is greater than that. One restricted to you. So you have to take that bullet. Yeah, brothers. Another example that the scholars mention is, there is a ruler who's tyrant, who's killing and he's massacring his people, he's oppressive, he's taking their money. You have to obey him and listen to him, even though he's doing oppression. You're in a situation where you have to kind of aid him in his oppression. Which you're doing. Okay. And go against him which will bring a greater harm. Which one do you take? You take the harm which is to be silent upon his oppression. there, Why? Because it's a greater harm to go against him. And the bloodshed that's going to come from him and the fitna. وَلِذَلَكَ أَهْلُ mentioned that in the Aqeedah books. Who are oppressive. Does that make sense? These are al Mafasidi.
2: No. here we go into another issue which is there is
0: a what hardship in a matter what does the religion come to do it comes to bring ease here is a question and you have to distinguish one from the other the religion what, is different from it's different well, the scholars that say mashaka to tajribu tayseer is wrong, because the religion sometimes makes things that you have to do which have mashaqqa in it. Sah. And Allah says in the ayah, wa-salati, wa-inna l-kabira illa wa al al-qasir." waking up for fajr and prostrating water on yourself and going out is a mashaqqa, right? So the religion is not talking about mashaqqa. Here is talking about what? Usr. Who determines where there's hardship or not? Who determines there's a hardship in this issue? Is has being lifted or not? The sharia does. The sharia will mention what is mashakka, uh, sorry, what is usr, hardship, and what isn't. Okay? An example for that is if a person is traveling, what was given to him? to break his fast in Ramadan this is a, a, a uh, it's an example for this qaida. he doesn't have to fast Sahih? why is the person who is travelling not fasting for? what's the reason? is it because of the hardship that he's enduring? yeah? What, so what's the reason why a traveller is shortening his prayer and he's allowed to eat in Ramadan? If you say hardship, then a football player can say, I'm having a hardship when I'm playing football. I get thirsty. Are you with me? The word hardship cannot be what? It's غَيْرٌ مُنْضَبِطٌ The one who's working in the furnace, who's making the bread, who's burning in the sun, burning in the heat, can say, I'm going through hardship in Ramadan. Are you with me? The reason why the traveler can shorten the prayer is because it is what? The sharia permitted this action to be done the illa here is not mashaqqa or usr because mashaqqa is it's not something that can be
2: restricted right?
0: the shaykh mentions two qaida here there is no wajib when you don't have ability if the ability goes you don't, the wajib goes but that is dependent on what type of ibadah it is the ibadah two types ibadah yatabaad like, for example, I can't stand up when I'm praying. Shall I leave the whole salah? No. They want something else from you. Sit down. I can't. Okay, lie down. The hadith of Imran bin Hussein, "Salli qa'iman fa qa'idan fa Sah. Some ibadat, if you can't do it, part of it, all of it goes. Like a person says in Ramadan, I take medication at dhuhr time. So shall I just break my fast until Dhuhr and then after Dhuhr I fast? No, he said all of it is gone. the fasting Are you with me brothers? So when he said walay واجب wajibun bilaktidari, it depends on what type of wajib it is. mu محرم There is no haram when there is what? When there is what? When there is a necessity. What does necessity mean brothers? Three things. What's a necessity? Three things. The first thing is, مَا يَلْحَقُ الْعَبْدَ ضَرَرٌ If you don't take this thing, harm is going to happen to you. You have to eat this corpse, the dead animal, or you're going to die. Or something harmful is going to happen to you, one. There's nothing that can take its place. You have no other alternative. The only thing you have is this dead corpse. And number three is, you take the amount that is needed. The sheikh is going to bring it that you're not allowed to take more than it are you with me brothers? if there's something in your throat and you're about to die and then you drank a khamar that was with you you had nothing else shara'an you're allowed to drink it you can't say this, it's nice let me take it home <laughs> yeah and drink it the next day and the next day you can only take the amount that's made permissible for you the Sheikh is going to bring that later inshaAllah there's another thing that you need to know which is what? haja What's the difference between darura and haja? The difference between darura and haja is harm is going to come to you from the haja, but you can find an alternative. You can't find an alternative for the haja. Are you with me brothers? You can find an alternative, but you're still, you're still going to use it. That's the difference between haja and darura. What about wudu? Which ibadah does it fall under? Does it fall under the salah? Which if you can't stand up, you sit down? Or is it, is it like the fasting? Which if you can't come with it, all of it goes. A person can do wudu every other part of their body, just the hands. They can't do their right hand. What do we say? Is the wudu yataba'ad or la yataba'ad This is a khilaf amongst the fuqaha. Huh? Do you do tayammum and just leave the whole wudu? Or do you do wudu up to where you can and the rest you do mash? What do you do here? Or does it all go and you just go to tayammum? Are you with me brothers? That's another mas'ala that the
2: scholars is different. No. This
0: is the one I mentioned right now. The necessity is in accordance to how much you need what did He say? You can't go overboard. You can't do baghi and udwan. Yes, the necessity was permitted for you, but use the amount that is needed. Don't go overboard. Don't go over. Pay attention to this. If something, necessa- something happens to me and I do it out of necessity, do I have to compensate for it? For example, an animal was running at me. I took my gun, I shot it. It was about to hit me. Or I killed it. Is there compensation? The scholars, they say, that which you do out of necessity is two times. Number one, is if you kill that animal because it was going to harm you, then there's no compensation. The fault is with the person who didn't look after the animal. Lakin, if the necessity comes because you need the animal, you're dying and you see a camel somewhere and you're dying, inshallah and you're allowed to get that camel and eat it. But you have to compensate the person. You're about to die, you see a walking camel somewhere. What did you do? Or a goat. You slaughtered it. If you slaughter it for your hunger and your need, you eat it and you have to compensate it now. Does that make sense?
2: Now we go to another qaida which is certainty.
0: Somebody is sure something happened. What are they? They're sure. And then doubt comes. You're in the middle of the prayer, you're praying. And guess what? You doubt whether you passed wind or not. The asal is that you were sure that you had wudu' Ignore this doubt that's coming. Because the Prophet ﷺ said to the companion, what did he say? tajida tajida Don't leave the prayer unless you hear a sound or you smell something. Until certainty comes to you, don't leave it. Now
2: well under this qaidah
0: comes the, the issue of istishab bikat ma kana ala ma kana. Istishaf comes under this qaidah which is al Yaqinu it's Sahab, we're going to speak about it later. It's going to come right
2: after. The water is pure. The default Me and you are walking somewhere.
0: We're holding hands, we're walking. And somebody pours a bucket of water from a roof. From the top building. And then they close their window. We don't see who it is. We look up, we say, what happened? And we were both going to the masjid. And you say, I think this is najata. This is Najas. I say, you don't know which window it is? The asal of the water is tahir, let's keep moving. The asal is what? I'm going to say, do you have any other evidence to remove it from the asal? Are you with me brothers? What's the evidence that the water's asal is tahir? Allah says, وَيُنَزِّلُ The Allah says, from the sky water which is pure. So to remove it from that purity, you need evidence. So, the certainty is what? That it's pure. You're doubting whether that certainty of purity is gone, you need to bring evidence. The second one he mentioned, which is athiyab, clothing. Some people have this attitude when they buy clothes, they wash it before they wear it. If you like to do that, then do it. Like if you're doing it because you believe it's impure, then that's wrong. Because the clothing, the asr, is what? It's pure. Wal hijara. The earth and the hijar are both the same. The earth is also what? It's pure. The earth is also what? The earth is pure. What's the evidence for it? The Prophet ﷺ, said, The earth was made for me a masjid and what? Pure. So the earth is pure.
2: Al, the asal of intimacy of a woman is haram. You can't just go and have intimacy with any woman.
0: The asal is haram until, until you marry her. The asal is that you're not allowed to. That's one. If the sheikh means... That the asal of marrying any woman is haram until proven otherwise, that's not right. A person can marry any woman unless, except those which the Sharia said you can't marry. Are we all together? Also, luhum, the meat, the asal is haram. The Sheikh is saying, and here Sheikh is not right. The asal of the meat is that it's halal until proven otherwise. He's trying to use it as evidence. The hadith of the Prophet ﷺ where he said "Ida If you send your dog to a group of what? If you send your dog and to, to get the animal for you and he goes and when you come you see two dogs. He said the meat is haram from you. Here it's not haram because the asal is haram. Here it's haram because there's what? There is a halal and haram combination in here. That's why it's haram. Like in the asal is that the Luhum is what. The asal is that the Luhum is permissible. When Nafsi wal Amwali, the asal is of people's blood is that you can't touch them, you can't kill anyone. The Prophet said, al Zani wal Nafsi bil wa al Mfarikul Jama'a." amwal the wealth is also what. It's haram. You can't take people's wealth. Lil Ma'asumi the Sikh brings exception, which is what? The only ones whose wealth is is Ma'asum. He's trying to take out who? The Muharib, the, the disbeliever that you're fighting with. Because the base of the hadith said, Mankata alakilan falahu salabu. Anyone who kills a disbeliever, he takes the wealth of that disbeliever he killed. That's one he's fighting with him in the middle of the battlefield. Like in the asr is that it's not the blood and the wealth of everybody's haram from you. Until proven otherwise, you can't just take a kafir's money and
2: no, it's haram from you. نعم. No. The assal of
0: the people's norms, customs, the adat of the people, people have customs. It's permissible. Are we all together? The customs of the people is, norm, is adi. It's what? It's normal. It's no problem with it. There's no sin. There's nothing problem. Also, the people's customs is not wajib as well. The way it's not haram, it's also not wajib. But if the custom becomes something that goes against the Sharia, then the custom will be dismissed. Like if it's culturally that your trousers is below your ankles, then this custom is not adopted. Because the Sharia has made a ruling on this matter.
2: Here the shaykh
0: speaks about the issue of bid'ah. our religion everything that we do has to be legislated from who? Allah and his messenger وَلَيْسَ مِّنَا nothing is permissible for you to do غَيْرَ unless it's found in our religion so he's talking about the concept of what? قبلنا, the religion of those who came before us. We don't take it. Okay? And also, we don't innovate anything in our religion. Correct? Anyone who innovates something in their religion, what happens to that thing which they innovated? It will be? they will be rejected. Sahih? So if a person, he Does five wudu' each limb? I'm a four. Do we say all of your wudu' is gone? He placed four water over his hand four times each palm. Do we say all of it is gone? So we break the adding on the religion in two types. That which, when the person adds into the religion, it's connected to the thing. What is it? It's connected, such as if a person prays duhr for uh, five, then we say all of it is null void. This rak'ah like, can't stand by itself; it stands with the. Are we all together, brothers? Like in the wudu, the wudu, if a person adds onto it, the adding that he's coming we can stand by itself as a, as a wudu. So it's not connected to the asal. Are you with me brothers? So this one, we say you're sinning, but your wudu is still correct. Now.
2: Now we have to learn something
0: which is, a means takes the ruling of its objectives. The mean takes the ruling of its what? A person is walking to the masjid. Does he get rewarded for walking to the masjid? Is the walking the reward or because he's going to the masjid? But that same person is walking to the club. They get the sin of going to the club. So the means takes the ruling of what you're, where you're going. Sahih. And also the zawaid which is when you're coming back from the masjid you're going to get rewarded because you came from, another, from a place which is what? This is called zawaid. Going to the masjid is the wasail and coming back from the masjid is the zawaid. Are, t- are you with me? Question here. The what means, the scholars, they divide it into three types. and means that we definitely know that it's going to lead to this. We definitely know it's going to lead to this. We have to come with the means, even though we know it's going to lead to. For example, can you wash your leg if you don't sometimes go up to your saq? You have to go up to wash your heels and your leg. You have to go into your leg, your leg a bit up. Sahih? <laughs> This part becomes wajib. Because لَا يَتِمُ فَوَاجِبُ You're not able to do the leg properly unless you go up a bit. So it becomes, this means becomes obligatory for the ultimate goal which is to wash the leg properly. Are we all together? The second one is something that will lead to something but rarely. Like saying that I'm never gonna it's haram to sell grapes. Why? Because alcohol is made out of it situations it happens is nadir. Are you with me, brothers? So no one can sell grapes because grapes are what Khamar is made out of, so then it's haram. No, it's nadir, it's rare when nadirulah and rareness doesn't have a ruling. The third one is something that leads to something the overwhelming majority of the times. It's not definite, but it's ghaliban. The overwhelming majority of the times. Like selling weapons at the time when you know Muslims are fighting one another. Are you allowed to? Scholars here, they differed, and the strongest opinion is that you can't. Because it takes its ruling. Here.
2: here. the Sheikh speaks about doing a
0: mistake and forgetting something. A person does a mistake and he forgets something. Will he be held account for it? No, he won't be held account for it. Allah has forgiven you, subhanahu wa ta'ala. You're not going to be held account for it. What's the evidence? Allah said in the Quran, رَبَّنَا لَا تُعَخِذْنَا in Nasina. أو akhta'na." What did Imam Muslim narrate in the Sahih? That Allah Azza wa Jalla said, قَدْ فَعَلْتُ I have done that for you. After the believers made that dua, Allah said, Okay, I have done that for you. That I will not hold you account for the mistakes and the things that you forget. As for the hadith, إِنَّ اللَّهَ تَجَاوَزَ عَنْ أُمَّةِ الْخَطَأُ وَالن is a hadith which is differed upon greatly. It is what? Lakin, if you do something out of forgetfulness, or you do something out of a mistake, you still have to compensate it. You by accident ran a person over, and they died. You can't say, Wallah, it was an accident. Naam, all it lifts from you, is that in the eyes of Allah, you're not punished. Like in this person's blood, doesn't go, go hadar. So the shaykh is saying, the thing that you destroyed, you have to
2: compensate it. Here
0: we have a mas'ala which is, as the scholars call it, a tabi' tabi' When you're selling a house, does the garden, and the front porch, and the parking spot, does it go with the house, or does it not? So when you sell the house, the doors go with it. You can't say, I only sold the house to you, give me the keys, give me the locks, give me the windows. No. It goes with all of it. Are you with me, brothers? Because the doors can't stand by themselves. Can the door stand by itself and the locks? No, it can't stand by itself. So here he's saying to you, taba. Some things they come into this. la
2: وَالْعُرْفُ مَعْمُولٌ بِهِ إِذَا مِنَ لَمْ يُحَدْ Here we're going to go into Sharia said
0: something but we're unable to implement it. We can't do this. Allah ta'ala said in the Quran to the men Look after your wives in good. How do you look after her in good? How much money do you give? In Africa, $200 is enough. Huh? like in here I don't want to say a number <laughs> and put the brothers in trouble huh? here the amount is different why? because we observe the urf that place that's what's good this place this is what's good each place we look at the custom <laughs> because the sharia just said live with your wives in good and he didn't tell us what good means. The good here is determined by the custom. If you're marrying a woman in a particular country and the, the dowry is this much, this is how much you have to give. Don't say, "But back home, this is how much we give. The custom there is different from the
2: custom here. Now, Here the shaykh goes into, somebody hastens
0: something that was going to come for them. Something was going to come for you, you hasten it. For example, you're going to inherit your father, but you kill him quickly so you can inherit him. Are you with me brothers? A man is on his deathbed, he looks at his wife and he says, I divorce you, and he dies. The reason why he doesn't want her to inherit him. Are you with me brothers? This person, no one's going to give care to him. Even if he divorced his wife, still she's going to inherit him. The boy who kills his father so he can inherit him, the scholars they say, if you hasten something before it's time, you're going to be prevented from it. He hastened his father's death,
2: so he won't inherit. Now wa
0: If a prohibition comes regarding a particular matter, something in and within itself, the Sharia prohibits it. If you come with it, then it's considered it's null considered and void, like innovation. Innovation in and in, in, within itself is what? There's a prohibition regarding it. So if you come with it, the Sharia
2: will not give it. <coughs> the
0: Sheikh here is talking about. An animal charges at you to kill you. And what do you do? You kill it to defend yourself. Here he says, You don't have to pay compensation for that. But what? But the condition is, you use the bare minimum. A thief came into your house. And what is he doing? He comes into the house, he has no weapon. And he comes in and he wants to snatch something. All you need is to get a stick and hit him on the hand and you can take your stuff and he'll run away. You get a bazooka.
2: <laughs>
0: this you, you'll be told to compensate. Why? Because you use more than that which was needed. Are you with me? So here, difai yahtanu. You have to push away the harm
2: to the bare minimum. Now. The,
0: the shiikh is now going to go into the things that show generalization. Like al.
2: And what else? The indefinite
0: in the context of a negation. Number
2: two. Or
0: the negation, oh sorry, the indefinite in the context of a prohibition. Also shows generalization.
2: Three. Man and wa
0: Four and five, they show generalisation. Wherever they find where you find it in the Quran, umum, generalization. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Number six, if six if
0: a if a singular word is attributed to a noun sorry, if, if it's attributed to a singular noun, it shows generalization. As Allah wa Taala said in the Quran wa نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ the blessing of Allah. Here it means the blessings. The is one but it's attributed to Allah. It shows generalization.
2: Our A ruling
0: is not placed on something unless all of the conditions are present and all of the what? And all of the obstacles are missing. Are we all together? Conditions have to be present and the obstacles and the, pre- the pre- preventing elements have to be absent. They all have to be absent. Like for example, the salah, it has conditions. And it has mawani. The condition that has to be found is what? Wudu. And the prohibited, pro- prohibited element is what? Hayud. And has to be
2: absent. Then your salah is correct.
0: Anybody who comes with something, then he deserves a reward for it. As Allah Ta'ala, He says, Somebody done good, he should be paid be, be back in good. He came with iman. He deserves the
2: name mu'min, insha'Allah.
0: If a person can't do all of the wajibat, what does he do? We mentioned that before. He does that which he can. Because Allah said, a person gives you permission to drive their car And you drive it in a sensible way And then something happens to the car you're not, you're not going to compensate for it Because you were given permission for it You were what? Anything you would be given permission to use If you utilize it in the way that you were told to Then you're not You're not going to compensate for it
2: Like in anybody
0: who pretends to be a doctor And he's not a doctor you, anyone you
2: kill, you're in trouble.
0: The ruling it
2: revolves around the
0: what? The reasoning. If the reason is found, the ruling is found. Why is khamar haram? Because it intoxicates. Anything that we find intoxicating, the, the ruling is what? Prohibition. We're just going to look for the reason and
2: the ruling revolves around that. So, hey, yeah.
0: Every condition that
2: you stipulate, you have to follow.
0: If a man says to his wife, I will never marry another woman after you, and he agrees to that, and he promises he's not allowed to. Naam. You have to follow your promises that you made You're not allowed to break it The conditions that you stipulate You have to follow Except the what? Pay attention here Except a shart which is haram A woman says to her husband uh, A woman says to her husband We get married And when we get married We're not going to have no intimate relationship Even if he agrees to it There's no consideration to that Because it's what? It's not
2: permissible. Naam. You use, you throw a lot
0: when there's ambiguity in something. A man wants to travel, he has many wives. So he doesn't know which one to take. He throws a lot. And then whichever one it comes out, he takes her. A man divorces one of his wives and he forgets which one he divorced. He has to throw a lot. And whichever one comes out, she's the divorced one. Qur'a is used when there's ambiguity.
2: Now, you use like, me, brothers? Hmm. Like, %uh. If you have ibadat which are many,
0: and they're the same essence, like for example, when you start the salah, there are many ad'iyah and adhkara that you can do.
2: Try to always change it. Do this one time. Do this one time. Now. So if something the,
0: the 45th the share goes into is something which is you took a loan from a shop and they said to you, okay, give us your mobile phone. And you took the, they took your mobile phone. And they said, okay, go, bring the money tomorrow. Okay. And then you go and you sell your phone to somebody else. And you say the mobile phone is with so and so. No. Are you with me, brothers? This thing is busy with something else. It's marhul. It's holding down a, a, a meeting, a, a discussion, a reality. You're not allowed to do a transaction on top
2: of that. <laughs> the, your, a brother pays your loan for you.
0: He sees somebody holding you from the collar. And he said, Akhi, let go, what are you holding his collar for? He goes, Akhi, he took 200, 200 dirhams from me. He God. Take it. If he didn't intend in his heart to take that money back from you, it's haram for him to take it back. Are you with me, brothers? But if he intended giving it that he wants it back from you, he's allowed to take it back from you. Are you with me? But if he intended in his heart, this is a fadl, um, it's a virtue, then this is called hiba. It's a gift. And if you take the gift back, what is it? It's like the dog who uh, who vomited and he ate his
2: vomit back. Hey, yeah. The
0: <laughs> Shaykh Rahimallah here he mentions Allah's Qaidah, he mentions Ta'ala. There are things that naturally is despicable. The Sharia doesn't talk about sins for that. For example, I I, I don't wanna and I can't find a better example, like in somebody eating their thesis. This is wazi' al-tab'i. Sah. Is anna This there, Is there a sin on that? You know, any delil for it? The reason why the Sharia didn't mention that because this is wazi' al-tab'i. Your nature dislikes it. Are you with me, brothers? The haram which the nafs dislikes, the Sharia doesn't stipulate a ruling on that because naturally you're going to run away from it anyways. But the haram which the nafs is inclined to, and it will do, the Sharia mentions a sin and a prohibition for it. Does that make sense? And the other one, it leaves it for your natural disposition. Are you with me? No.
2: Alhamdulillah, Badi Walkita mi nabi wa wa Alhamdulillah,
0: we finish inshaAllah ta'ala al Qa'dil Fiqia by Shaykh Adhana Sul Anything which I have said that was wrong or incorrect is from me and shaitan and Allah and his messenger are free from it. Subhanakallahum and bihamdik ashadu ala ilaha illallah astaghfiruqa atubu